Let's see. Uh, I had a joke and I lost it. The Josh Millard story. <laughs> I'm recording already, so there's your sting. There's your yeah. That's yeah. we'll use that as an opening bit. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. There's a rapper uh, from Portland named Mo Show. Oh yeah, uh, he he he's he's the cat rapper. He's got uh, three cats, and he raps and makes videos with them and raps about them. Really? Yep. He's a. How many albums does he have? I, I have no idea what his how? Uh, release <laughs> situation looks like. He did just do uh, a one o'clock and then a one thirty uh, encore performance at the Portland wow. Art Museum the other day. So wow, uh, I'm gonna say that sounds like at least probably five songs. Um, yeah, you no, gotta he, at least be, you gotta at least be able to do thirty minutes. Yeah, you I know, would say it, that's, Some, that's sometimes key. a lot of that can be stage work, though. Yeah, true. Or crowd work, I guess. That's I, true. I, I, Maybe he's got props. I guess he probably well, has, the cats. Uh, the cats, like the cats. they're 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 involved in in his videos for sure. I, I'm I'm hoping he brought one to the museum at least. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I didn't uh, I didn't attend. I just knew it was happening. That's weird. Uh, I've never been allergic to a rap show before. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, there's something in my eyes. Oh, it's oh, I should have taken, yeah. taken my clarity. Just earlier today reminded me of the Portland uh, Klingon metal band Stovacor. Oh, yeah. Who's was unfortunately not around anymore, but uh, they would play shows in full Klingon regalia and sing the lyrics roll on Klingon. Wow. That's sweaty work. Yeah. Sweaty work in those. <laughs> that reminds outfits. me, th- there was this band that would do the same thing, except for they would... Uh, they would dress up. Uh, the lead singer would dress up as a total like jackass and sing really jackass. <laughs> well, it's Guns and Roses. I'm is this it's Coldplay? Guns and Roses. Uh, I'm thinking of. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that's a Portland <laughs> band though. No, 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 no. I, no, no band that bad is from Portland. Um, oh, poor, <sighs> poor Axel. Yeah. Poor gasoline on Axel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is, he's going to feel bad if he listens to this episode. Uh, <laughs> he probably would. He might have tuned out after several episodes of being raked across the coals by you. He might not be a listener. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you had a specific uh, yeah. Axel Rose. Not a fan. Uh, not a fan. No. He's got an Axel to grind. Yeah, like, if you will. Like, like pure musically or is, or does it go personally as well no it's it's most it's mostly just musically i just like never ever liked voice and yeah i don't like his voice he <laughs> seems like a total douchebag don't you like that he has two voices he's got his like and then he's got his oh he's got you like know, his, isn't that amazing it that i used to think they were different guys yeah no I, like I'll, I'll, I'll grant him technical credit there you know i mean there's in this in the same way that neil young can be both nasal and and high and nasal and a little bit brooding true uh, Man, so but, I... That's not a free pass. Right, whereas I realize all art and culture peaked in the November rain videos, so that's the source of our disagreement here. Yeah. I agree. Something happened there. <laughs> Something happened in this sweet that, November, that rain. Cold was, November rain. Cold November rain? Cold November rain. In the cold November rain? In the cold November... Yeah. You're listening to The Crapshoot. Uh, <laughs> I'm Josh Millard. I'm Jesse Holden, and we have with us... Uh, me, uh, Brad... Hi. Hi. I didn't. I, that was an unplanned setup. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, I, I just, just like to take control. I took the reins. I like it. You, you, you jumped right in there. I, I sort of yeah. just like I sprung that on us. I'm a professional. Did, sometimes. If I sprung that on us, did I spring it on myself? I mean, I didn't really. I wasn't really like 
limbering up for that. I just sort of went for it. So I guess I kind of surprised myself by introducing the okay, show. I'm going to get a beer while you're talking. Okay. Just keep telling okay. the story. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing, Brad? How are you doing? I'm uh, quite good. I, I did my first uh, DJ gig a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. Which was uh, kind of bizarre. And uh, I have a music manager now. Oh yeah. On my, my behalf. Cause nice. the, the work with uh, B and puppy cat is kind of Looks like it's going to ramp up even more, which is excellent. Awesome. That is so awesome. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. When's the next episode coming out? Can you please uh, call uh, Natasha on the phone and tell her <laughs> that I'm dying? Oh, God. I read. So I've been really excited about it. And but at the same time, I know it's chaotic putting together a, a show and everything. And uh, I made possibly the mistake of going and reading the Bee and Puppycat uh, Reddit. Oh, okay. And man, people were just mean in there to like, it oh, made God, me, now I feel bad. I really, it was, it was difficult for like, I don't know. I've never, I haven't gotten in a flame war since I was in my early twenties. And, uh, I was like, oh man, I could just do some real damage in here. <laughs> I could hurt all these people's feelings for, for insult. Like, and I just, it was like a. I just free associated insults in my head and was just reading every like little mean thing. Like, well, that's what we get for our Kickstarter. Oh, thanks very much. And I was just, Oh fuck. I forgot the Kickstarter entitlement shit comes into play with that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that. Um, but, but I think they're, uh, they're being, I think, uh, Frederator or cartoon hangover finally, uh, uh, addressed them. Cause there's another show too, that I guess has been late. Um, which one is that one? bravest warriors i think and okay. uh, they've all been running through uh uh production uh issues as happens and yep. uh but there's tons of them in the pipe just be just be patient y'all if you're tuning in for being puppy cat <laughs> news all angry sitting there just mad <laughs> oh, you're God. not watching it what if we suddenly had an audience because that was it like like we <laughs> i'm actually slightly worried about that sort of stuff because i'm I, uh, I mouthed off about, I don't know, you guys must get this sort of thing too, but you know, the game Undertale. Yeah. So the creator, Toby Fox posted something and he, and he was just like, you know, it's okay if not everybody likes the game. Uh, you know, you don't have to fight about it. It's okay if we just, and I, so, and I just sort of stupidly reply like it is not okay. It is an amazing (laughs) game, which I thought would just be like funny thing that he would see. Yeah. But like I got somebody telling this was like months ago, I think. And I got somebody telling me to kill myself about that comment today. Oh my god. <laughs> like just kill yourself. You're an idiot. Uh, People don't have to like all the same games. <laughs> like good god, what happens when you attract that <laughs> the horrible eye of the internet where people just hey kill yourself yep it's yeah like, uh, it's it's fucking it's it's a problem i a Sauron shit that happens when he gets into video games especially just seems like such a toxic toxic yeah thing especially right now and yeah undertale for reasons unknown to me is that weird lightning rod yeah yeah and i don't i i don't even really understand um like why that's i could go research i guess and find out why that's such a divisive issue i've understood the other ones a I little know bit there was a thing there was like a game faq's like uh bracket for like best game of all time and undertale got like first or second and a bunch yeah. of people were like no legend of zelda or, no yeah. like we're, a new game coming in and just storming the some people just felt it got 
it got too much yep. hype and praise and it didn't right. deserve it. And by God, I'm going to spend my free <laughs> and time. I, and it's their personal <laughs> mission to correct the balance in the universe by being a dick about it. Yep. I'm going to bring this down. I need justice about an internet yeah. poll about video games. There, you know. It's the thing. It's like, it's why no one on Amazon can give anything but, a, but one or five stars because they look at the score, the average score and they say, that's not what I think the average should be. And they just try and affect it as much as possible in the direction that they want. And so everybody is, at, you know, 100% hysteria in either and, direction at all times. And I guess if you can get a few people with opinions that are different than your own to kill themselves, <laughs> then, you know, you're, you're, you're shifting the numbers. You're affecting real change. Yeah. yeah. I think you, you've cracked you, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Cracked the puzzle. You're, you're slowly steering that boat like Obama. Can I just, I, I just, I just want to jump in here with something completely un, unrelated, but, uh, for for those who are not closely listening or familiar with Brad, Brad's from Canada, which is not what yeah. I wanted to jump in when, with, but I felt like that's as close as we're going to get to an actual introduction. Brad's a guy he's from, oh, yeah, I meant to back up and do that too. He's, he's, he's from Canada and stuff, but, but what oh. I was actually going to say, I should have said it in my intro. I eh, whatever. Hi, I'm Brad. Okay. I'm, I'm from Canada. Yes. Um, I picked up a quarter on my desk. Um, and the U S has been doing, uh, like state specific quarters as a big thing for a bunch of years now. Like, you know, it's got, okay. you know, they've got different, different designs on the backs of the quarters that are specific to different like states and shit. Yes. Uh, and, and the one I just picked up, uh, it's, uh, Saratoga, New York quarter. And it's, it's got, uh, two hands apparently handing one, handing a sword to the other. And it says British surrender 1777. Mm. Um, and and so so Canada's got kind of some some like English ties still, right? You know, like yes, right. Yes, so we, we have our queen. So is this a is this an awkward coin for me to be looking at during this pocket? Am I am I like bringing in a weird sort of like? I guess it's like I wouldn't bring it up around the queen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna be surprised by our next caller. Hello. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that would that would probably be awkward. They probably don't care for that. I'll, I'll switch much. over to this this Delaware quarter that has a picture of I guess cranes on it. That seems nice. Josh, when are we going to have your spinoff podcast that's completely about quarters? <laughs> <laughs> you spent over an hour on quarters on one episode. Do you remember quarter that corner quarter corner? <laughs> I vote for that as the title. <laughs> I just want to put in my my two cents twelve point five times. <laughs> I. Uh, a little bit of Two math bits. there. A little, little math joke. Wow, great job. Math. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I checked out of that one. I was like, maybe I can do it. Nah, I can't do it. Dropped out of high school. Well, I mean, it'd be like like 11.5 times if it was a Canadian quarter, right? I don't know. I, I, don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. What's the, the numbers came out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like do a currency exchange neg, I guess, is what was happening there. And I don't really feel good about it, it is, but well, I was it, trying. It is tough times right now with the... Uh, the currency if you do not get paid in american dollars which i do so it's like a pretty fun payday when i convert it <laughs> so if you're getting paid and i get like 40 percent more nice so but for a while we were we were even and it was a little sad when i started my music career it was actually like at historic uh which everyone was low probably ours um so i would be getting like almost almost 50 percent so if i got a thousand bucks i'd get 1500 canadian sweet and that just felt awesome. I don't think <laughs> God, God an, bless our week. illusion. Yeah. But hey, you know, if it works, work it for you. Yeah. Arbitrage yeah. that international. Or dispec- in dis- the words of a great man, 
Use your illusion. Yes. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> I wish we were two hours in so I could just fucking close hard cut right there. Well, I mean, that the, the, the intro to that quarter bit was was pretty fucking like, it's not like I did anything useful or, or, or continuity, you know, sensitive there. So you could just cut that in at any point in the show and it would fit. Yeah, this is just a bit you can fire anywhere. Yep. Just, uh, or just, just put it in a bunch of times. <laughs> Um, yeah, if we're going to record all out of order, Brad Sucks is a, uh, is a musician. It's our pleasure to have him back as I think our first returning guest on the crapshoot. Is that true? Uh, well, no, we had Bogart on. Tw- no. Yeah. Yeah. Bogart. Matt, Matt Bogart. We did? Uh, yeah. You sure? He's such a nice, quiet young man. He had the one where I talked for two and a half hours about John Campbell and then what else? I, I think we had him back. I think we, I think Bogart's been on twice. What is going on with John Campbell? Uh, I don't know what's going on with John Campbell now. Uh, is he- is he still disappeared? I or? assume so. Like, yeah, I've, I haven't gotten any update. Uh, okay. He wrote back to an email I sent to him um, after that episode of the crapshoot came out. And I said, I don't, you know, I don't know if this is weird or breaking over the goals or something you're interested in at all. But just FYI, we talk about <laughs> the thing for a while on this show. And I think, you know, we try to be sympathetic to the situation. And I don't know if that's something you're interested in hearing. And he wrote back a nice email. So, oh, nice. But uh, that was, was it a nice yeah. email explaining that no, he's not going to sit through two hours of people drunkenly talking about maybe him. <laughs> More or less, yeah. And I mean, and practically in so many words, yeah. Or was he like the way I am? Oh, I love listening about myself. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I don't think about enough on my own. I'm hopping right on that. My problems. I want to hear other people thinking about my problems too. Yeah, that, that's that's I'm true. Excited. Maybe you would. Maybe I would actually get some insight. Maybe about that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, you know whose perspective I want on my problems? Someone woefully underinformed <laughs> on them. <laughs> okay, it, that, now that'd be that, okay. Coming back to the idea of dialing random people, what if it like a, a, a call-in talk radio, like you know, uh, radio psychologist show? Except instead of people calling in to explain their issue to the host, the host just like blind dials people and starts telling them what their problem is with no run-ups. Like you know what your <laughs> issue is. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you're projecting. Like, you're projecting. Uh, Karen? Is it Karen? I feel like it's a Karen. No, it's 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 Jim. Karen, I think you're projecting some Jimness onto the situation, and you really, you know. <laughs> so would it be like it's like a fortune telling type of thing, but for therapy? Yeah, yeah. Where that'd be possibly more effective than some of the therapists that I've gone to. If you just randomly throw, <laughs> yeah, dad, dad issues. You got. Uh, <laughs> You got, you're just nervous. You're just a nervous guy. I like it. Let's <laughs> let, let's move forward with it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So we have two spinoff podcasts so far. This is a productive show. Thank God. Yeah. We're getting a lot done. I'm producing. But I, w- I really want to stop beating around the bush and get to the point of um, all yes. of this, which is Brad, how is your dog's dick doing? Pretty good. <laughs> My dog's dick was seeming to be irritated and infected, infected, uh, so he was just licking at it a lot enough that I had to talk about it on social media a little bit. So we did a lot of research into uh, dog dicks. <laughs> Looked at a lot of uh, you, you spend a nice Google, long dog dick afternoon. Google image uh, searching. You can see some pretty. pretty the t- tweets themselves are just coming back to me, and I am just interrupting you by laughing so hard at my memory of yeah. coming across them. Yeah, reading them to people around me. Yeah, it was important that I involve the world in my... But anyway, basically, we just left it alone, and it seems like he licks it less now, so I think it's better. And that's... 
And that was how Jesse died. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Killed by <coughs> my dog's dick. God, please yeah. don't let Brad write my eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> he went out doing what he loved, laughing about my dog's dick. My dog. Whoa. Wow. Do you, want to, do you want to take a little break? That really got me. I think I got you mid-drink or something. Yeah. Down the road. Classic pipe. inverted spit take. Yeah. Exactly. The old breathe take. Bit off more than I could chew with that anecdote. Sorry. It's all right. I was glad to go there with you. Um, my, yeah, he's doing okay though. He's uh, good, chilling. What's his name? Uh, his name is Rufus, and um, actually, we're currently mad at him because we're we're looking after another dog, a friend's dog, and that dog had some dog food over, and and Rufus, I guess, snatched the entire thing and ate about I don't know ten servings of kibble today. So he's, he's like, we're mad at him and he's walking around like a, like a fat old man. He's like kind of waddling. You can kind of feel it in his stomach when you press on it. You're just like, man, you just ate way too much. So, uh, so that's what's going on in the, the dog universe. We just had some, uh, some cat teeth out. Oh yeah. I mean, a profession, I should say, uh, you know, a, a veterinarian, uh, medical professional did. We didn't just like <laughs> yeah. get out the pliers. No, that's yeah. good. Um, how many? Uh, oh, it was like seven, eight. There were some serious yeah. fucking, uh, uh, some, some word that starts with S that means fucked up cat teeth, uh, going Ooh. on. So, uh, she now has, uh, she still has, she has more teeth than we were starting to think when they were really getting in there. Like we mm-hmm. I had a conversation with the dentist, like mid procedure along the lines of, Hey, yeah. So there's, it's worse than we thought. And we might have to pull out a lot of teeth, like almost all of the teeth. And I was like, well, you know, you do what you got to do. I understand it'll cost more money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like in for a fucking penny at this point. Uh, every tooth you pull is a tooth that she's not going to fuck up later and need to, you know, have dealt with. So, uh, but yeah, she came out, she's sort of like, there, there was like the conservative, well, we'll definitely have to take a little bit of this. And then it was like, you know, we might just yank a lot. And it ended up somewhere between. So she's, she's recovering. I have a friend with a, a pug who just had to have 17 teeth out. Oh, geez. And, uh, and yeah, that one was like, Oh, I think we'll have to take like seven, 10 maybe. Yeah. And then, and then they were like, Holy shit. It's bad in there. <laughs> Fucking pets, man. Brush your teeth. I know. Brush your goddamn teeth. My, my dogs are <laughs> savages. Just starting to get to the age where, uh, you know, potential, you know, they're over the hill now. And, uh, I'm like, all right, don't start getting sick and broken and shit or I'll find New dogs. I can love new dogs. <laughs> My love is fungible. Yeah. Don't get cocky. I knew, you, I knew you weren't a life partner from the moment I got you. We just, uh, my partner and I just got our dog, uh, Fergus, and uh, he was a second chance rescue, meaning he came from another, basically, humane society in another, oh, really? in California. So they thought they didn't know much about his medical history and stuff, so it was a little bit of a crapshoot. Uh, um, oh, tired uh, but yeah, I mean, we took him to the vet and A, you know, when we, we bought him thinking it was five to six and the vet says he's at least 10 mm. years old, which is quite a bit older than <laughs> we had bargained for. So we're yeah. quite a bit closer to some of these issues than we thought. But she also said, yeah, that, you know, bad breath pretty much means teeth are rotting. So you need to get in there and start pulling him, mm-hmm. especially he spent some time as a stray at some point and sure he wasn't well taken care of his entire life. So, yeah. but yeah, I don't know, I got, I got a little cold feet about it. I was walking out of the 
vet's office and we were looking at the bill and I looked around and there's it's like a bunch of marketing stuff for like special tooth health uh, dog foods you can get and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I don't I mean, how would I even know if there was a little part of this that's sort of a racket? I mean, oh, there's definitely a good portion of that. That's that's a racket. But, you know, and so she'd seen she looked in the dog's mouth for two seconds and decided like, oh, he's going to need a bunch of teeth out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, um, does he? I mean, yeah, you're the doctor, but yeah, our vet, our know. vet actually, while they were telling us this winked and waved a tennis racket around that's it. i mean it's pretty blatant it's <laughs> yeah they're not oh, they're not they're not the trying worst. to hide it i hate know. it when it's on the nose like that. andre agassi is my vet i should say <laughs> it's it so it's a mixed message it's a mixed sort of you have to sort of read the subtext but does he give uh, your animals crystal meth because andre agassi likes the crystal meth does he <laughs> i did not know that I for some reason I read that the crystal meth I hear also. So. I read that last week for some reason. Like, does he currently? Yeah, is this like he currently likes it, or did he like it like twenty years ago when it was like you know maybe he, vaguely European seeming? He liked it when he was in his prime. Okay, and now he, I, I assume, regrets it all. I now, now it's probably like Cavossier and Cavossier, 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 Cavossier. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Say I'm, that word you were saying earlier. What <laughs> Car, was Carportion. I think carp, okay. carpassion, carpart, carp, carpassion. Too close to Carpathian. Yeah. I, well, it's uh, yeah, Vigo the Carpassion. Uh, Ghostbusters yeah. two. No. Is it is it no. Ghostbusters two? Ghostbusters uh, two that has Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That is <laughs> all the facts I am good for. <laughs> <laughs> that and the Andre Agassi uh, Chris Meth thing. Yes. I'm I have nothing against him. I'm sure. Axel Rose did a lot of crystal meth also. <laughs> probably, probably. He probably sold crystal meth to kindergartners. That's the kind of guy Axel Rose probably is for the purpose of my arbitrary musical grudge. I remember having, I remember a friend of mine was like, and this was when we were like 15 years old, but he was like really mad about the, I think it was the live and let die video where Axel like throws the mic stand into the audience in the, like he's like, singing like a rock star i'm doing rock star moves right now and he just and yeah, yeah. and he just like but, what uh, like like wheels the yeah he just like hurls it into the audience and i remember my 15 year old friend just who already hated axel he was just like that's just so <laughs> that's just so irresponsible well i mean that, you gotta admit that is kind of a <laughs> yeah. fucking dick move but the i mean dude loved all you know industrial bands and heavy metal bands well like, yeah, yeah yeah but the fucking mic the, the bass on a mic stand that'll fuck someone up if they don't know what's coming like that's it's true I'm, I'm 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 getting a little angry at axel like like more than i normally just am as a baseline you know background <laughs> radiation thing like that was yeah. really fucking irresponsible it is true that metal bands and industrial bands have a long record of doing that and worse though for sure there's a lot of crowd interaction yeah <laughs> I, mean, I think didn't Henry Rollins just like punch people in the face a lot or too? own band interaction there's a you know it's Trent Reznor cracking his uh, drummer's skull with the mic stand they threw up into the drum kit oh yeah threw upward he hit not no like, he threw he, it so up. he, 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 he consumed a mic stand oh wow and he vomited onto the the drum set yeah, so that's, it was the self-destruct tour. That was a good wow. move. That's a wow. That's, became famous for that. I had some serious pipes. I remember Marilyn Manson fired their drummer by setting his drums on fire during a show. I think that was <laughs> one of my favorite, my favorite rock anecdotes. Was like, yeah. How early in the show did they do? Because that 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 seems like that's that that's gonna be a oh, short gotta, set if you don't really hold off. That's gotta be a closer. I mean, he's no dummy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a professional. Uh, <laughs> he would not do that as the opener. He, he didn't spend all those years on the Wonder Years and not learn something about exactly uh, professional yeah ethics. Yeah, I didn't really. 
I could see, I could see the hill, but then I, I, I skied up to the start in point. I just like hit a tree off to the left there and just tumbled it down that? it instead of really executing. There. Well, I was trying to think of a way to bring it back, but all I had were like winnie yeah. jokes. Yeah. And I, and I didn't, yeah, I don't have anything. Winnie. Let's go back to Andre Agassi. I got yes, plenty of yes, material for that. More about uh, Andre. Uh, Brooke Shields and him are on very good terms. Yeah, that's good to even know. Th- even though he was cheating and on crystal meth yeah, well. before they got married. <laughs> and in his book, he's like, I knew we shouldn't get married, and I just did it anyways. <laughs> and that's why we had a miserable time. That, you know, that, that would do it. That would do it. I mean, yep. I, I, I strongly recommend if what you're thinking is, I know we shouldn't get married, but I do. You probably yeah. should just like stop, stop at the first part and just like, you know, reroute. Yeah. That's my, it's a rush. I'm going to start cold calling people and telling them, you know, that if they're not really sure about this, maybe they should just call off the marriage. Like that's going to be my opener and my closer. I think that's maybe what I'll tell people at weddings. Well, that's, that's good. Yeah. That's just, like if, if you're by the way, just, you know, Hey, love you guys. But, uh, one piece of advice, Yep. <laughs> run for it now. <laughs> We're gathered here today to witness a mistake happening in real time. That's uh, it's terrible. Do you, Bob, know what the fuck you're thinking? fun things that have happened since I talked to you last. Did I tell you guys uh, that somebody tattooed my first album cover on their ass? No, that's amazing. <laughs> Did I not? Sure. Okay. You may, you, well, well, it's possible you, you told us insofar as you posted it and I heard it insofar as I saw it and then it has escaped my memory entirely oh, yes. like so many well, things it's, do. It's fair. It did not leave his lasting impression on you as it did on me because yeah. that was pretty weird. Pretty, uh, now, pretty if someone had uh, tattooed you, your you first you album cover on my ass, on I, would, yeah. I would know. I would be right. sure. Talking about a lasting impression. Though, you know, I might appreciate the care that would have gone into that heist to like <laughs> tattoo it on you somehow. Tell me that though. How did, I mean, did the guy reach out to you before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause he wanted me to uh, scan my uh, signature or take a picture of my signature so that he could get that tattooed on it as well. So it was like a si- signed copy of th- the album. I guess that counts. Even though you're not the one holding the the tattoo needle. I think at a certain point, once you're willing to assist with the, you know, placement of your signature on someone's flesh in indelible ink, that seems like a valid signature. I'm trying to, you know, look ahead to the troubles he's going to have selling his ass on eBay later (laughs) and getting his due. (laughs) Oh man, what if, what if people did that? What if they sold like tattoos? Like, like, I really like this tattoo, but I need the money and I don't really need it anymore. So I've excised four inches square from my flesh and put it on a stretched canvas here. You'll need to moisturize it. (laughs) You're just like selling just like chunks of tattooed skin. It's like, well, then it would be, I mean, I don't know. The value could skyrocket then. Yeah. I I mean, mean, wouldn't you feel like a jerk? If you, if you're like, you know, it's time to sell my Brad sucks signed album cover ass tattoo. I, I, I need the money. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I can, I can get, I can get 50 bucks off this. You put it out there. And then like, you know, a year later, it's like, you know, selling for like $50,000 because the actual Brad sucks died in a a dog dick infection treating related accident (laughs) and everything's just like, you know, I like how I managed to not only like, you know, bring up dog dicks again, but also just like, 
randomly involve the specter of death like oh and what if you died guest hey thanks for coming on the podcast what if you died and we sold your stuff i'm into you it you know what if it's it's so common it's yeah i tweeted the uh i tweeted the uh, ass picture to you oh nice uh, if you if you have the capability to look at oh it. yes it great. Oh, it's great yeah work. okay yes now i was a little nervous about you know it's uh, like i'm not very confident with my handwriting <laughs> or my or my signature so he he like asked me to do that and i like wow this, this is gonna be really permanent <laughs> I, I could do this uh, right and now i'm looking at it now and i'm like mm, i don't know See, i'm doing better I, I, let's talk about signatures for a minute because uh, okay. uh because what the fuck how what basically this is here's my thing Here's my thing is my signature involves me putting a pen down and then just making an intentionally very interpretive set of shapes based around the core general idea of what my signature slash a signature is. Like if you take two signatures that I've signed in the last 10 years and compare them, they're not going to be the same. The idea that I need to sign certain documents in a way to prove that they are legal because they have my signature on them seems bizarre because like, I've never signed a document like that before. I never will again. It's it's like when I have to sign like right, yeah. actual paperwork, I feel like, okay, I got to dress it up a little bit. I kind of kind of do the, like the not fucking around signature, but like that doesn't exist anymore. Like, yeah. you know, it's, there's no mannered version. I, I can sort of get halfway in between what I would dutifully scrawl out when I was 20 and, and what I do, you know, when I'm like paying at a fucking restaurant. And so somewhere halfway in between there is on like 130 pages of a mortgage document. That means I get to live in this house and owe a bank a couple hundred grand still, you know, and totally provable. Yeah. You like, know, yeah. What, 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 the, what, what the fuck, what the flying I basically fuck? just try to hit, hit the B in Brad and hit the <laughs> T in my last name. And the rest is just a bunch of squiggles. There is some sort of cargo culty about it though, where you just kind of everyone opts into this assumption that, you know, one person's take on a signature is indelibly different than another person's. Yeah. Yeah. And why can't we, uh, you know, mess around with our signatures? Well, yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to capital B this week, or I'm trying to. Well, that's the thing you I'm totally can. Like, who's going to stop you? Who is going to stop you? I don't you? feel like I put in my best work designing what became my adult signature. I have like a little showbizy-ish uh, signature that's a little quicker uh, and like more distinct. But like the ones that I put on checks or whatever, I I don't know that I I don't know that I put forward my best work. And why do I have to live with it for the rest of my life? You can't just put out your best work for free like that. I'm saying though. I mean, if someone wants true. your good signature, they're going to have to wait in line. I know. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I did one time help. Uh, what's his name? Jonathan Davis from Corn in my store. And uh, when I asked him to sign his credit slip, he kind of like smirked and winked at me. And he's like, sure, buddy. I was, it's like that's I'm really not this is really not <laughs> yeah, that. No, you're actually you're, you're involved in a business transaction. I really am just putting it in the pile with the other 250. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like to act that way uh all the time. <laughs> oh my autograph, liquor store lady? Oh yes. Yes, we would all like a piece of me. I mean to attempt an honest answer to it, it's I think it's because you can make it a crime to forge someone's signature. Yeah. Well, sure. In a way that like filling out a form inaccurately isn't you know, it's, it just seems a little bit harder to make a legal point around the vagueness of you can never lie on a piece of paper, but you can make a law about you mm-hmm. can't sign someone else's but, name but, on a piece but, of paper. But, but there's definitely signatures that I've laid down that I might not recognize of my own. Like, yeah, yeah where I mean, that seems like 
a security flaw. Like I, I, I understand that there is the, the the legal aspect of it. Like I understand the purpose of it, but that that it's all it's all such a weird. We are all going to agree that this is because like if, the thing is, if you are going to get in trouble for forging a signature, you're not going to get in trouble for forging that signature because the signature police noticed a breach in otherwise standard yes. signature protocol <laughs> after examining this particular signature. No one's going to go looking unless something's fucked up. And if something's yeah. fucked up and they go looking and right. the only thing that they have to prove it is, oh, well, I look at the crossbar on the T, though. I mean, that's a fucking law and order episode, I guess. But that's not like I, I'm assuming I, I hope we get furious calls from lawyers who deal in signature law <laughs> saying, actually, as a matter of fact. But my assumption is like once you're getting in trouble for forging, you're getting in trouble because someone knows you fucking forge a signature, not because right. you didn't forge it good enough. Yeah. Like it's going to be because someone says, what the fuck? No, we never signed that contract. And, you know, shit goes sideways from there and you didn't get to Mexico in time. Yeah. Right. Well, I hope that's the case because um, I'm about to uh, confess to a federal crime right now. But yes, yes, let's all do it. <laughs> let's all do that. I, uh, I I'm trying to get a passport because I'm going to be traveling to South America in four weeks. And Try, trying to get a passport. What's the, yeah? What's your, what's your it's, story? It's not easy because my birth certificate was generated more than a certain number of years after my actual birth. I was a home birth. Oh, okay. and I didn't have the. The paperwork done oh, interesting. <laughs> until I was, you know, five or 10, I think 10 years old. Right. And uh, so when I submit that to the to the passport office, they say, OK, you need further proof of your, you know, basically <laughs> that you were born in the United States yeah. to the p- family you say you were and in the place you said you were. So I've been kind of slowly gathering like reams and reams and reams of like random scraps from my life from the first 10 years of my life or so. And some of it is real useful, like photos of me, you know, when when I was four years old in kindergarten or whatever Mm -hmm. in a class photo. And some of it is not so useful, like the poem my dad wrote on the day I was born, (laughs) which my mom sent to me, hoping that would help the passport office. It, and which is just the sweetest fucking thing, but like that's not. not I don't know. I don't think that's gonna do it. Not sway him. But uh, I, there's a couple that people have emailed me. Hey, you know, here here's my uh, here's my statement. Like my the midwife that attended my birth just basically emailed a copy and said, "Here it is, and here's a scan of my signature. Go ahead and forge my signature." And so <laughs> I have to mm-hmm. practice, and it's really hard. And it, it, I I I am pretty. I don't know. Like, I, I really love handwriting when I was uh, in my troubled youth. I did graffiti. And part of that is mm-hmm. kind of learning to be super conversant in different types of hand styles and letter forms. Yeah. And even so, it's very hard to fake a signature in a way that it's not hard to fake a careful hand lettering of various different styles because a signature is done with that kind of one quick motion you guys yeah. are describing where it just kind of flows out that way and if you draw one a signature carefully and slowly you get it right it doesn't look like someone just whipped it out yeah, it doesn't have like a flourish of movement looks like a drawing of a signature so i have to just do I have to do like 20 or 30 kind of warm ups of the signature I'm attempting until I feel like I've got it down. And then on the form that's already been filled out or thing that's already been printed out, take a crack at it real quick and see if it comes out good enough. Pro 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 uh, forging tip works every time. Yep. Do the signature with your other hand. Oh, yeah. And then and then and then and then write uh, in block letters nearby. Sorry, broke main hand using my other hand. <laughs> like uh, no one's going to like, no, that's, that's not what it looks like when you try and sign and write with your left hand. Uh, no, of course yeah. they can't say that they've got no proof. 
your pro tip is to draw as much attention as possible yes. to the likelihood that it's not a but, good signature. But a solid excuse. Well, someone who is trying to forge a signature wouldn't want to do that is the thing, right? <laughs> like, if you were trying to forge a signature, you'd, like, try and get it really, really right. Yeah. Whereas if you're going to, like, be super conspicuous, hey, look at this weird situation, haha. In fact, if you want to be sure, after you write what I already said, you can write, maybe you're thinking I'm just trying to get around the fact that I'm forging a signature, haha. No, that'd be crazy, but no, but good idea, haha. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I could only afford to send so much paper to the office. I didn't have time to write an entire novel about the reasons they might think the signature wasn't what they expected. I, I think you should just you should fake the signature. This is legal. Okay. This is 100 percent legal advice. As my lawyer. As your lawyer, you should fake the signature and then staple your dad's poem right beside it and then just let you know, let their conscience be their guide. Yeah. Melt their hearts. <laughs> Melt their hearts and get past their defenses. Anyway, that'll be $150. Yep. All right, thanks. That's it. I'm getting off easy, I think, as far as lawyer fees go. You know, the, the, the weird thing about a signature is the way we use signature as like an adjective for other things, like a signature move, uh, his signature mm, dish. That is weird. Like your signature mm-hmm. is basically, that's just short for your signature signature, right? That's true. It's like, you know, I can draw, I can draw some other signatures, but this is, this is, this is my signature signature. This is sure. See, I don't, I don't feel like my signature is my signature. That's the thing. Have you found your signature signature? How to get by in this crazy modern world of signed documents by Josh Millard. There's a colon in there too. There was a colon. I I don't know. I guess I would need to take a class. Maybe on my, maybe a webinar. Webinar would be we great. Should, this, okay, pivot, pivot. <laughs> this is, we're going to get off this and then we're going to like, we're going to do a huddle and we're going to figure it out and we're going to start a webinar series on uh, effective signaturing. I really remember the process of coming up with my signature. Do you guys oh, remember you? that? Uh, not, I, I remember trying, but I also remember trying like, here's my rock star signature. <laughs> yeah. Where it would just be oh, super rad and it takes up like the whole page because I'm the best. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then at some point, I always got shit for my my shitty handwriting and stuff in school. So it's just basically like, I think you're just allowed to squiggle for these. I don't think you have to spell out the whole name. Uh, so yeah, it was basically just like, whatever, B and T, that'll do some squigs. I think I think I developed a signature in tandem with like getting a checkbook. So it would have been probably like late high school heading off to college and was actually going to have to sign documents and checks sometimes. Yeah, nice. Uh, and so I sort of started working things up. But but the first time I encountered the idea of a signature was definitely I think I was in like middle school or maybe grade school. Mm-hmm. And uh, my class or some people in my class went and did like a weird little radio play. It was like we went to a local radio station and we like did lines uh, from a short scene for a radio play. And I think I had like two lines that I said from like uh, six feet away from the mic because I was, you know, speaking from a distance mm-hmm. radio design. Um, and, you know, there was like six and, and we got to play with the sound effects, discs and whatnot. And wow, that's awesome. Anyway, it was, it was all it was all, I guess, pretty cool. I think I enjoyed it. You know, you just remember like tiny little bits of something and you're like, I assume the bits I'm forgetting were good. Um, but anyway, we definitely did that radio thing and it was weird and entertaining. And then I think we got sort of like we got paid, like we got paid ten dollars a piece for our work, which on the, on the one hand, that's kind of cool and entertaining for a kid. On the other hand, like there's no way that scale, 
Like that's, that's fake. That's basically, you know, exploitative child labor. If we're going to pretend that what just happened was actually a transaction for work performed after we spend a couple hours at a radio booth. And they're lying to you saying there's money in radio, which (laughs) is not nice. Basically everything about this was terrible. I could be a millionaire if I kept this work right up. The bigger scam here is, yeah, implying that there's any money in it. Yep. Even children get money here. (laughs) (laughs) But so we go to the bank, right? We go to the bank afterwards uh, to deposit my check and so i have to sign my check <laughs> and that was the first time it occurred to me that i would have to like sign a, and some like horrible spiky thing compared to my norm my, my existing like loose you know wet crap of a signature yeah uh, this was a much this was a much more uh constrained and and over worried shitty signature yes uh, like if you imagine like someone tried to write the name josh millard as a metal band but they really didn't know where to start <laughs> they just had a vague impression of angly like metal fonts right uh that's probably about what it looked like all my early signatures look they're just like um even though i was really bad at handwriting i took the them really i took the signatures really seriously so they're just in the perfect cursive that i like the most perfect cursive writing that i could possibly do so they just look very nice but they're not exactly like a signature. That was, that was, that was my thing is like, I mean, that's essentially what I did when I tried to develop the like, you know, young adult one. And it was sort of like a, a relatively mattered cursive signature, but I never had cursive. I never took cursive. Like that wasn't a thing at the school I not went really? to. Yeah. We had, we did italic. We did cursive italic. What italic just slanted or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a slanty block printing, like with a oh, little okay. bit of like, you know, and, wow. and so it had like, you know, it's like, it was like cursive, but it cut out all the actual ligatures. So you just get like a little bit of a flourish at either end of each letter. Oh, interesting. And my handwriting sucked. Like, like these days my handwriting is like, no, it's, it's, it's my personal style, you know, it's still not great, but like I've, I've gotten, I've taken the rough edges off and it looks less like it was written by a, an actual 10 year old, but uh, I can't believe you got taught italic instead of cursive. Yeah, That's I, like what cut rate school. I feel like I came out ahead. To. Cause you know what? Wow. My block printing is pretty decent. <laughs> and I, who fucking wants to read cursive? It is true. Like, like when was the last remember, time you're like, I'm really glad this is written in cursive and I have to read it. They really beat the shit out of me in school. Not really, but, uh, on for cursive. <laughs> that was a quick flip flop there. You really, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> No, they were, anyway, they were dicks to me because I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I could barely do printing. I was just not very good at it. And I'm, I'm probably left-handed. Uh, I would have been a left-handed writer cause I play guitar left-handed and do everything else left-handed, but I write with my right hand cause they forced me. Mm. And then they're like, you're, you're bad at it. Mm. And they're like giving me, <laughs> I'd have like straight A's and then like a C minus in like handwriting in like grade ah. three. And it was like, uh, they even like made me like have a special little triangular deal that you put on the pencil to like help you hold it better. Oh, Cause they're like, those. you, you idiot. You don't know how to hold a pencil. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe Fuck. I'm using the wrong hand. Who would have? What if I'm, I don't know. And maybe this is a dot. This is a dying form of writing. Yeah, I hope it's not because you're left-handed because that's an affront to God. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I chose it, but right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So then they, uh, yeah. Gave me shit about that. And then it turns mm. out that cursive is worthless and nobody wants to read yeah, it. Well, wait, I, we also learned to balance our checkbooks and stuff too, which I mean, I don't know if you guys did, but that was one of my, courses of study was god nobody taught me anything well let's let, let's say they tried to teach me to balance my checkbook <laughs> I, I i'm not gonna say i learned how 
I've certainly since forgotten the specific mechanics of it because then I never did it. I, yeah. Checks were how I developed a signature, too, because I remember um, trying to open my first bank account as like a whatever a subsidiary account of my parents or whatever. You know, your kind of trading yeah. whales bank account is. And they were like, you know, you should have your parents sign your checks. And I was like, why? And they said, oh, because you're still young and your signature is still developing because you're so immature. And I was like, well, <laughs> fuck you, lady, because <laughs> I'm going to go home and fucking work this out and yeah, have wow. the best signature. And then come back with my signature all over these checks. And you're going to be like, fuck, I misjudged this kid. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Maybe that, that was, was the like whole passive gig. aggressive 16 year old. Maybe she nailed that. Maybe she fucking psychologically uh motivated you to yeah. get your shit in gear she was like this is this is the right lesson to give at this time to this <laughs> this child if you if you if you had not been forced to reassess your shit there if she'd been like hey you know what no whatever you do is fine you don't have to try just just take a just take a hot dump on this piece of paper and 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 yep. you tried congratulations here's your trophy you would probably right now just be like sitting in a gutter doing crystal meth with andre agassi yeah, that's, that's true. probably true. I really, yeah. I really, I really went to nail that with Yande Argosy, and and I was like, eh, I don't really, I don't really like this joke. I don't feel like it came together. I, I felt it, like it, it went yeah. well. I, yeah, I gave you a pass on. that I think one. the execution was fine. I just didn't believe in it by the end. I was like, am I really gonna just? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Guys. It's, tr- it's true that your belief faded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is. <laughs> Sometimes jokes are funnier when it doesn't sound like you're bursting at the seams with enthusiasm for your own joke, though. Yeah, no, fair, fair. I just, yeah, I don't know. I just wish the past had been better than than it was yeah 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 i, I my curse of uh, jay got mocked mercilessly by my teacher who called me goose because she said my when i signed my name j-e-s-s-e it looked like g-o-o-s-e jesus christ <laughs> i want to punch that person in the face holy shit yeah. wasn't that cool like the curse of jay already looks <laughs> fucked up like of course it looks sort of like a g because like for some reason that's how a j is supposed to look when it's curved is like some weird fucked up backwards well, that's, g. that's why when it came time to to develop my signature i made that j like really stabby oh like, yeah really pissed off so no one would fucking try and read uh, interesting that. interesting see i because they know what you know they know i'm intense yeah i thought i thought that j was like sort of like i didn't understand it but i thought it was kind of interesting that like oh well there's sort of like it's like a big balloony backwards b sort of yeah and like and and the the nature of the shape of the curse of j has changed like that's probably the biggest major like evolution of my signature because everything else has just gone to shit it's just literally a squiggle but uh but the j went from being sort of like a relatively tight loop on top to a bigger loop down below right well, like, it, your metabolism changes when you get older so that's what happens <laughs> <laughs> well now the j's like just like it, it's it's a giant arc of the curvy top bar of the j and then just blah, 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 blah. it's like it's i i, <laughs> I don't know what i'm trying to describe I'm, a fucking you, signature man. on a podcast this is like this is the acme of this is poorly considered this radio should be a webinar yeah i know yeah, yeah. It's, uh, visual is, aids man <laughs> i'm calling for a webinar conversion of this podcast i i want i want to say uh for uh f- for a gift um i think i think for christmas it must have been uh my my wife got me uh a pocket knife and then also another pocket knife because i had taken a oh. pocket knife that she'd previously gotten me uh that i i quite liked i took it camping and then i broke the tip and ah. i was like oh man i should get a new knife and then i 
forgot about and she's smart. So she actually remembered when I said I should get myself a thing and turned that into, oh, that would make an appropriate gift. These sort of things amaze me because I'm terrible at them. But uh, anyway, so I'm the same. Emotional labor blows my mind. I'm so shitty at it. And people who are good at it are amazing. I I love you, honey. You're great. Not to derail. But yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. But 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 my point is, as a result, I've been sort of absentmindedly playing with them this whole time and just realized how creepy it is that like I'm talking to you. You can't see me. And I just keep picking up a knife and then putting it down and picking up another knife. And it's like, this is, this is kind of a, this is kind of a strange unseen visual aid thing here. This is kind of, I'm, 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 I'm the, I'm, it turns out that I'm the murderer. I'm the one who killed them after the podcast. Of which series though, which murderer are you making a murderer murderer or are you the jinx murderer? Zodiac killer. Maybe I, I'd like to think I'm sort of like a, a, a laid back, uh, cash Hannibal sort of murderer. Oh, yeah. hmm. like without yeah. the being stylish or educated or uh eating people bits but you know but still kind of cool kind of yeah. like you know, it's like well i'm not sure you should have done that but i like the way you did it you know <laughs> that sort of feeling i don't know what kind of murderer i would be uh i guess i'd just like to be one of the ones who gets away with it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to be Wait, what if you already are? What if you did? What if? Ah, well, then I'd want to be the type that flaunts it. <laughs> <laughs> what if? What if you like committed a murder? But and, then I would get caught, and they caught oh. you, and 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 they're like, "Look, we know you did it. You just need to confess." And you're like, "Okay, I'll confess." And they write it down, mm-hmm. and then you sign it, and then they're like, "Okay, we've got your signed confession." And then you're like, "Ah, look again," and it's not your signature. You put someone else's signature on it. Boom, loophole, yeah. scot free. You walk out. Because signatures yeah. are magic. And they're like, yeah, that B isn't his B. He's not the murderer. That's how you do it. That's yeah. uh, that's how you fucking do it. That's, we should... a, that's an entire Law & Order episode yeah. right there. <laughs> Possibly a Netflix miniseries. Oh, and look, he wrote here next to it, sorry, I had to write this with my left hand. because yeah. um, <laughs> that's the, uh, You can't convict when they do that. That's what yep. I just found out. Scott you free. Do, you should do a uh, serial type podcast then and make that like the crux of the... <laughs> Just for like 10 episodes, just go over handwriting and signatures and just like, well, you know, the top of the J seemed a little different. (laughs) I'm Sarah Koenig. Today we're talking about ligatures. Um, Turn it up. And I'm turning up the volume. While you're sitting there creepily playing with a knife, I'm I'm like a totally normal person just sitting here and tattooing both your signatures on my body. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. I'm just sitting here wishing that I'd brought more alcohol in my office. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I have. Well, is it, it, it? Do you have more um, within range? What if we took a five minute break? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you were Metal Gear Soliding, right? Yeah, I was just in the throes of it, and I'm still kind of on the tail end of that. It's oh, petering really? out, wow. but that's just been, it's it's subsumed my life for a long time there. Yeah, I heard it was pretty good though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the ser- like the first Metal Gear Solid came out for PlayStation One when I was 18, and and uh, it's the same guy, right? The 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 creator Hideo Kojima yeah, yeah Hideo he's, so he's done all of- <laughs> I walk away for two fucking minutes <laughs> when you talk about Metal Gear but I was just asking him what games he was playing but uh, no actually oh. to kind of try and wean myself off I um, I played through Bioshock Infinite which has been on my list for a, okay. a really long well since it came out I guess I tried that I didn't like it yeah um, I want to say I'm sorry I guess 
Did you? Yeah, know? it. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it, in it's, the ways that it's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's, it's not. I don't want to trivialize the amazing like artfulness that did go into some sure. aspects. Of Just it. too oh, bad sure. they wrapped all that around like the dumbest, most tedious fucking shooter that never ends. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. My favorite part is the when you're the girl there who is your partner or whatever in the mm-hmm. middle in the middle of combat. She'll like flip your coin, and, like, <laughs> yeah. in, interrupt you. It's like, hey, here's a coin. Yeah, there, right. There was some context stuff that didn't quite like. There would be moments where it was like, I don't know, somewhat someone like was executing a child, and you had to like kick in the door and blow her brains apart. And when you right. did, it was like super grueling. And then like two seconds later, she'd be like standing over the corpse and be like, Oh, hey, I found this. I found some money. <laughs> you want this? Yeah. I don't know. I guess I didn't. When I started playing it, I was like, ooh, it's going to be like an atmospheric, intelligent something or other. I'm going to be like mm-hmm. going through this interesting universe and experience. And then it was just like, nope, another wave of bad guys. Another wave of bad guys. Here comes another wave. You yep. went into a new room. Here's yeah. a wave of bad guys. I'm like, what? Really? That's odd. I did not. Why did they do it? That yeah. Way? And the first Bioshock didn't quite feel quite like that. I mean, there was definitely, like, disposable enemies, which is its yeah. own problem inherent in, you know, the genre. I mean, I don't know why I even tried, because I, I didn't, I never got into uh, Bioshock. I was a System Shock guy. But, nice. Uh, yeah, I missed, I, I missed the boat on the System Shocks, and I, I eventually, I went back and started playing System Shock 2, uh, I don't right. know, a year or two ago, when there was some extra cheap re-release on Steam or something like that, and and I yeah. liked it, but it it is, it it's, sh- it's old, you know, it's it's yeah. it's just old enough that it feels like you're sort of like, wow, they really learned some things when they went and made Deus Ex, which itself. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. When yeah. you go back to it as a hacky fucking mess. But it was like yeah. a little bit less than System Shock. A little bit less. I, I have like I remember having like crazy experiences with the AI in Deus Ex uh, when it came out. Just like, wow, it was so intelligent, you know, fighting that like that soldier or whatever. And now when I play it, I'm like, Oh, you just see them walk in a straight line. Yeah. They'll like, (laughs) they'll press up against objects and they don't, you can, (laughs) as long as you stay like three squares away from them, they won't notice you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty primitive. (laughs) And this is, this is probably interesting, you know, in any new media, but video games is the one that we've most been able to actually, uh, you know, experience as, you know, people born when we were born. Uh, like if you think about, like how much just basic what now feels like take it for granted functionality oh, yeah. has had to been developed over time. Like like if if a staircase was as much as of a fucking work in progress as a basic concept as video games have been over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. Like yeah. it was like, oh yeah, well I remember fifteen years ago you had to step on the first step and then <laughs> leap to the fourth because the other two were missing. And if yeah. you fell and broke your leg you just yeah. have to start over at the bottom. Like, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, there was just one big step. Yep. It was just, it was just a, it was a giant cube. <laughs> one big diagonal step. Yeah. Block, block, uh, polished block of marble. You know, I and mean, he'd spend hours trying to get that thing. And I don't know why they did anything else. Seemed fine. Seemed and, good. and yet, I mean, the, the fact that it kind of evolves and fits and starts is what gives us those moments, right? Like, I mean, you go back to Deus Ex and you're like, well, the AI is, you know, feeble and shitty. But at the time, you know, it was a leap forward from whatever its predecessor was. Yeah, and you're working off of the player's expectations. You get to have this really amazing moment. And this is kind of was, I mean, if I had to encapsulate why I fell so deep into Metal Gear Solid Five and probably any of the Metal Gears, that you get this really, really incredible, non-reproducible moment of 
how wait how deep does this simulation go yeah. like how mm-hmm. much is it actually modeling the world yeah like if there was a a bullet hits a thing hits a leaf next to the guy's head is he going to notice that a sound happened mm-hmm. does he remember that he saw me 10 minutes ago and he's a little more on alert i mean there's so many different aspects to simulating it in a, a, a cohesive world with like actual intelligences at, at play within it yeah. that every time there's even a moderate step forward you get to have that little sense of kind of vertigo if that's the right word where you overstep what you think the game is going to be able to simulate or pay attention to or or do right and realize that it actually is doing yeah. that and you get that moment of like oh my god it's a whole living world yeah. you know compared to what what i'm used to and and because we got to kind of evolve along with video games, you get a lot a series of those, you know, with all these different kind of high watermarks of mm-hmm. games as they've as they've developed. Yeah, definitely. The I guess just having come from, you know, from the beginning of video games, I mean, we had a Pong machine. You just sort of see those things. So I worry. Well, I don't know if I worry, but I think about <laughs> being jaded (laughs) where i'm just like um oh i see they just added that one extra functionality thing yes it's a little sure a little bit better it's fine but uh doesn't blow me away um yeah it's some of the magic goes out of it like uh shadow of mordor or what was the lord of the rings game where it's like one brilliant mechanic is added but you're like you just know what the mechanic is and there's no kind of like sense of wonderment. Was of that the, the thing where you, was that the thing where you got, you had like an enemy or like if somebody killed, if like an NPC killed you, non-player character killed right, you. Right. The <laughs> world kind of remembered your events. So like if you attacked yeah. a mob and killed the leader, then maybe the second in charge would be the leader next time you ran into that mob. Right. Yeah. And he would remember that you killed his, you know, but I've tried playing, I tried playing uh, far cry four and I had done far cry three and also some of the assassin's creed games. And I'm a little like, uh, I think I know what you got to offer in the old gameplay department. Uh, there's not really much in the way of surprises. Right. Uh, feels like, I don't know. I guess they're taking like a year off from the Assassin's Creed franchise. <laughs> uh, probably for that reason. Like, eh, I guess maybe we shouldn't, just, maybe we shouldn't run it further into the ground. Maybe sell you the literally same doing the same thing again and again yeah. and again and again. <laughs> I want to, I, I want to take a, a, a quick stab, uh, at noting, uh, that this podcast episode in theory came together specifically because of another game that we have not yet discussed. Yes. Um, uh, called Stardew Valley. Stardew um, Valley. <laughs> that's my, uh, so your Stardew Valley song. Yeah. Well, the beginning of it. Yeah. Goes uh, on. <laughs> yeah. Stardew Valley. It's, it's, it, it's a nice little game. And, and so I've been playing it. You've been playing it, Brad, Jesse, you yep. have not mm-hmm. been playing it. I have not been playing it. I know the name and I, it, because it's uh, crossed my radar, but it hasn't. So um, I could be the audience surrogate here and interrogate you guys on what the fuck <laughs> the deal is. <laughs> I so, Josh, that work. so yeah, that would be good. Uh, so Josh, now did you play any of the ones that, that this thing is apparently influenced I by? I did not. So this is a game like that Harvest like, Moon, yeah, yeah. I, I never played Harvest Moon game. Oh, see, I never you guys, I played Harvest Moon a lot. Well, see, there we go. <laughs> no, I, I'd, I'd read things about it and it seemed 
really cool, but I never owned the SIPS systems or whatever. I never got around to it. The deal for me is that I played a couple Animal Crossing games, which okay. aren't really mm-hmm. Harvest Moon, but they're in sort of the same territory. What's, I mean, what's the difference? Like Animal Crossing was the the first ones, right? And then Harvest Moon is similar. Harvest Moon was on the different? Super Nintendo and came before Animal Crossing, which I oh, think was it really? debuted on the GameCube, oh, okay. didn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you're so, video game um, experts, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> We're bringing you the facts and the context <laughs> right. that you need. I'm an on a thing I know nothing about. So the deal with Animal Crossing compared to, I, I, I gather, Harvest Moon and certainly uh, this one, Stardew Valley, is it was a little bit more explicitly on the social side and on the sort of just scavenging side. It seems like like you could grow trees to get fruit from them, but like that was the extent of the agriculture that I remember. Right. Yeah. You weren't like you weren't you weren't building up a whole farm system. You were just more like, oh, I'm going to go collect shells from the beach mm-hmm. and uh, apples from the apple tree and uh, pay off my loans. And there was always a extortionist dog uh, <laughs> running the store or some shit like that. Did they check his dick? Wasn't he a raccoon? Uh, raccoon. Yeah. The raccoon. That's right. Nuke. Oh, he's a raccoon. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. It's so that there, there wasn't really the, I'm going to decide how to run my farm aspect. It was more like you did, you're in a little town. Yeah. You wrote a, a lot of fucking farm. letters. That was, here's the problem with animal crossing. Okay. This is a game <laughs> where in one of the core parts of the gameplay, and this probably seemed like a really neat idea until you like thought about and realized how fucked it was. One of the core bits of gameplay was, communicating with the other people in the town who are all, you know, like NPCs, like they're just computer AI players who want to have dumb conversations with you about stuff, which fine, whatever. But then you need to write them letters and you're playing this on like a fucking GameCube, right? Which means you're writing them letters one character at a time in a text entry system. And you, and you, you can't just write them a letter. That's just the word, butts. the game will say, Nope, (laughs) didn't get there. Didn't pull that off. It actually, I I think, I, I don't think it was doing any elegant parsing, but I think it was like looking for keywords maybe. Oh, okay. Um, all I know is that like attempts to like reduce the burden of the letter writing requirements did not succeed when I first tried. I see. And right. and so that was like, that was essentially, that became the whole gameplay in Animal Crossing. It was like, fuck you, write a letter that means nothing to a non-existent character who won't read it just so that you can satisfy the social. And it's like, this is, this is as bad as doing like arithmetic drills. It's worse. I liked arithmetic, you know? <laughs> So, yeah. uh, so, so Stardew Valley. <laughs> so I haven't had to write a letter in, in Stardew Valley. Yeah. That doesn't yet, seem to be a thing. Think. Despite the fact that most people playing it probably, you know, you, oh, you have a keyboard. Pissed they can't. You probably, yeah. Like you, you, they're you, probably you, like, oh man, this would be great if I could just write some letters to non-existent yeah. player characters. So Stardew Valley. Yeah. It's a, it's a harvest Mooney sort of thing, I guess, or rune factory, I guess is another series in yeah, the same you, vein. So you start off and you basically, what, you inherit a farm, I believe? Uh, yeah, I think you inherit a farm from your grandpa and also yeah. you quit your fucking job because you're like, fuck this modern right. drive. They, I'm not going to sit sh- in this Joja Cola fucking cubicle farm. And They show you in a cube and you're like, oh, modern living. Wish my wish my grandpa would just give me a farm. I wish, he he'd, I wish he'd Obi-Wan Kenobi me from my memories about... <laughs> You know, when the time comes, I should go back to the fucking land. And then, yeah, it's like, boom. So you're like, you know, you, you, you catch a fucking bus, I think. And then you just got to do a lot of chores. Yep. You, uh, and for some reason it's, I don't know. It was pretty it's, fun. They're the best uh, chores. It's so amazing. So you, what, what did you gravitate, uh, towards first? I've, I've in, been, in you know, the, I, the I, I started, 
You start, mentioned milking cows, which I've not, I've not gotten. To. I came later to that. I definitely, and it's easier to get started on agriculture. Cows oh, are a little bit I, trickier. Can I ask one question? Yeah. How, how far along are you in the? I just like, what? I, I just hit like spring 2.0. I, I, I hit spring okay. of year two. So the game you start at, at the beginning hit, of spring in year one. Yeah. And then you go through, and then winter comes, and it sucks, and then another year starts, and then you're like, oh, I know how this works now. So you thought winter sucked. That's interesting. Uh, well, I liked not watering my uh, crops. That was enjoyable. Um, yeah. Although for the spring of this next year, I think I have uh, a robust sprinkler system. Yeah, that's an exciting thing. Uh, seriously, this is the sort of game where... I'm going to install a sprinkler system is something that's not just like, Oh yeah, that's what I'm doing next. You are fucking hype. You're like, I am ready. I have, I have mined the ore required to craft these. I'm going to lay out this fucking grid. You won't believe how much shit is going to get watered without me exhausting myself. I mean, it, it has a lot of sim, like it feels, even though I haven't played harvest moon, um, it feels like kind of a cross between that and Minecraft maybe because it, it scratches some of that same itch of like, Oh shit. I have yeah. a lot of iron ore. This is going to be great. I'm going to kick ass. Hold on. And then you look at, you know, what you can build and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to get myself a better furnace. I'm going to get myself uh, better sprinklers. If I can figure out where to get iridium. Yeah. Fucking iridium, man. <laughs> iridium is bullshit. Yeah. There's um, gotta be, there's gotta be a better source than just hoping it shows up at the bottom of the mines. Cause man, I've been, I've been down the mines a lot. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea if this is going to be a remotely parsable conversation about this game. I'm excited to talk about it with you, but I'm, see, I'm trying what, to think through what are we saying? What is someone who has not played like Stardew Valley okay, going to get from what we're saying? Yeah, I'm trying to think about that, too. I mean, tips and tricks. I guess the thing uh, is, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling, feeling at all like you might get excited about doing the various menial chores we're discussing being excited about, you should check this game out. Because, okay, maybe maybe more interesting than just like rattling off the specific things we're doing it is, mm-hmm. this is this is a game that's been a work in progress for like four years by one guy. This one, one dude, he was yep. like, uh, I should make a game. Uh, you know, and yeah, I read I read the article about him the other day, and he was basically oh, I just graduated with my computer science degree, and uh, I kind of like drawing, and I kind of like doing music, and I kind of liked whatever. So I thought maybe I would uh, spend four years making a best-selling game. Yeah, well, and yeah, it's on, it's on my own. It has blown the fuck up too. That's that's the other thing. It's like like this is on people's radars partly because it's like it's been an indie sensation. It came out like yeah. it's been you've been able to like get an early access version of it, uh, you know, for a while, I guess. Oh, really? Um, I, I think so. I think, I think there was like, it was, I only out really there. heard about it once it, once it, like, well, me too. I mean, yeah. Like I, I, ha- it was not on my radar, but my impression is like, you could have like been getting it on like steam through green light or some shit like that. Um, right. But then it, it, it came out on February 26th and he sold like upwards of a half a million copies now. Yeah. Uh, at like, like what? 15 bucks. I think it was like $15. Yeah. yeah I think it was, uh, I think I paid like 16 Canadian though. So, you know, <laughs> those, those Canadian dollars, man. Yeah. He's like, fuck. God, I only got nine real dollars. But yeah, this is a guy who he's been programming and also working part time as a theater usher. Oh, right. I read that. And like, that was, that that was the question in the article is like, how is this going to change your life? He's like, well, I guess I probably don't have to like keep working (laughs) as a theater usher. You know, it's like, this is clearly, it's all new. And he's, he's really not like, yeah, 
fuck you. You didn't believe me? Eat shit. You know, it's not, no, he's no, like, yeah, really no, just, it's like, I don't, I don't know. How, I mean, I guess I can, I guess I can sort of like just work on it now and not worry too much. I can just sort of work on it because I want to work on it instead of like, you know, yeah. but you know, whatever. I just, you know, this guy seems like super nice and humble and like not. He seems really, uh, yeah. Maybe they were like, oh my God, it's like, uh, this is like huge, like Minecraft. And he's like, oh no, Minecraft is much <laughs> yeah. larger. Yeah. That is huge. Uh, but it's very big and I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he adds to it. Uh, but yeah, it's just like such a crazy little weird uh, fairy tale, like indie story of like, hey, spend several years of your life pouring your heart and soul into a monolithic piece of art. And uh, maybe you'll actually, yeah. you know, not die alone in the gutter. Yeah. Like he talked about learning, you know, having to teach himself how to do pixel art and stuff, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Yeah, the, the pixel art is really good in the game too. It is really like good. Speaking it, of it, someone who makes, you know, I I'm proud when I make remarkably more shitty pixel art that just kind of works. I'm like, yeah, this feels good. Yeah. But I'm like, you did. So you did that. You wrote the, all the music, which is fine. Also. Yep. The music and, is great. And then you also designed and uh, programmed this entire game. And the writing and the game has fun. Oh, like, and the writing as well, too. So, so this is, this, you got a bunch of villagers wandering around. And again, this is my bias. Again. This is basically, this is a segment called Josh shits on Animal Crossing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing, you know, the letter writing and the conversing. There's cute stuff that happens in Animal Crossing, but it's all really light. You have like interactions where people talk, like every character has an attitude. So like there's the sassy one and the grumpy one and right, so on. Yeah. And, you know, you can sort of imagine where that goes, but there's not a whole lot of depth to it. Uh, one of the fun things Animal Crossing does is you can sort of, you can name the town you move to and you can name like your favorite color and you can give characters catchphrases that they'll then use. Like maybe they'll, they, they might say, Hey, what's a fun thing to say? And you tell them and, and then next time they see you, they'll say, Holy chalupas. Oh, um, I see you. And, and so that's, that's fun, but it was all very, very light and there was like no depth to it. And it just got sort of grating that I was forced to keep having these interactions that were very, very samey. So yep. Stardew Valley, there's like, you know, 30 people who live in town Yep. and you still have the sort of character archetype there. There is in fact a grumpy old man. Um, there is, he's in a wheelchair though. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like maybe there's something going on there. Um, and you got. I think yeah, his wife. I think, like I, think, sp- I think his wife put him in that wheelchair. I think. I think they've got a weird sort of whole psychosexual dynamic well, going on. Keep giving them carrots. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, I'll keep giving them carrots. To, so you have to gift uh, a large part of, and this is sort of the weird artificial thing to me is like you just have to regularly gift people the uh, non-player characters in the village to win their favor. So you just have to be like, oh, uh, yeah, Susie loves tulips. I'm gonna, I gotta go give her two tulips a week so she'll she'll heart me more. Yeah, they can be and, your friends or potentially like marriageable partners. Yeah. Um, here, this is not a part of the game that I have put much effort into. And I feel like maybe, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to believe that this is like in character, like like it's not that it's not that I'm failing to play a part of the game that I'm supposed to. Cause the game doesn't really give you a shit about failing to do any particular part of it. No, which is it's, nice. it's been uh, like one of the reasons why I've really enjoyed playing it is it's like pretty super relaxing. You just yeah, like, it's, it's fucking chill. One day goes by in, I don't know what, like an hour or something, probably uh, something like that. You know, it's something, it's something like, those lines. you know, every day is like, you know, you wake up at 6am and you need to be asleep by 2am. Cause if you don't, then yeah. you'll just fall asleep where you are and you'll wake up in your bed with a note and some shit missing and super exhausted. <laughs> uh, yes. I think everybody like fails to get to bed on time 
one time and they're like oh fuck and i never do it again they took my money they took money out of my pocket yeah sons of yeah. bitches i also died in the mines recently a couple times oh that's that's the bad situation I just, I just quit the game i was like whatever i'm just gonna redo that day i never occurred to me to rage quit that's a good idea i should always rage quit i no. i've, I've been i've been keeping it honest i lost two really good weapons Oh my uh, god, really? Yeah, it like in two successive days I died in the mine from being a little bit stupid and greedy and lost like you lose random inventory and lose in random both times inventory. I lost my good weapon. I found an amazing weapon, wow. lost it, came back the next day, bought an almost as good weapon that was pretty expensive, lost it. I was like, "Fuck." Wow, you you take more shit from yeah. the game than I do. Yeah, well, um, I don't know. It just felt like as I, I like that the game has not like been a shit a to me. Loss. So it's like, yeah, I, I want to keep it honest. I want to you know not me not uh, me how you I doing jesse like, i feel like i feel like we basically said and now's a part of the the episode where where jesse holden just can fuck hey jesse, right off do you have any questions about our uh little farming game or is he just gone i think maybe he's gone no hi hi did oh, you sorry yeah. i was on mute there for a second without realizing it oh oh okay well that's good okay. you guys didn't hear any of the stuff i've been saying for the last 30 minutes <laughs> oh no Oh gosh! Oh, no. well, did you, can we record uh, that whole? Yeah, segment, no. We'll just, I, I you guys remember everything you said? Yeah, no, no. Okay. I've, I've got the script in front of me. No, it's actually really yeah. funny because I, I, um, I, my partner was gonna have to use her hair dryer for a minute there, and I was like, I'll bet if I just wind these guys up a teeny bit. <laughs> You son of a mic. bitch! I can just—we don't even have to stop the recording while yeah, while fine. my mic is unusable. I can just no, like just point you guys in a direction for a minute. Yeah, no, that worked out quite nicely. Yeah, no, well done. I don't know. I mean, having someone who's—I spent—I don't know—a few months like going real deep on uh, Harvest Moon. It sounds really, really identical from what well, you guys yeah, the, the are guy, saying. The, the guy made no bones about the fact that like when he's you know four years yeah. ago sat down to program this it was sort of like oh it just started i, I was gonna try and make a harvest moon clone you know? and right. largely that seemed to be because well i mean it's a common thing with uh specifically nintendo games where like oh this is a great game but you gotta own a nintendo thing if you want to play it uh, right and you don't so it'd be awesome if something good like that was on the pc <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Exactly. And I don't mean it as a strike against it, but I just keep I just kept listening, thinking like, okay, and then there's the part where there's gonna be a wrinkle or a modernization, and I'm like, if you're not in bed by two AM, you pass out. Uh if you <laughs> you try and earn hearts from the girls in the town, I mean it's almost like note for note. It sounds like there's a lot more um like the amount that you're able to build your farm out is pretty extensive. Sure. Like but right. Own. That's probably where the kind of quote unquote crossed with Minecraft aspect comes in is that probably just scope yeah. is way bigger. See, so you're, you're upgrading your tools and, and mm-hmm. mining and that yeah. sort of stuff. And Sorry, I, 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 I want to compare it more almost to a uh, uh, Starbound and uh, Terrestria. Which which are themselves sort of like well it's a little bit too deep. I spent some time with Starbound Terraria. Yeah, Terraria. Yeah. yeah, I played that one. I, I didn't try Starbound, but I was interested in it. Terraria. Was pretty cool, but I like sort of topped out early. I was like, okay, I think I just fight more things now. Yeah, yeah I played. I played. Uh, I never played deep. Terraria directly, but I played Starbound, and I played it at like this midway early development stage oh, where I lost. I lost. Yeah, I lost. I lost uh, like a solid week. I probably put like 40 hours in oh, nice. in a week 
into that game just like and and churned all the way through the progression as it existed at that point and had a fine fantastic time and have not gone back yeah um, yeah it's it, the content kind of thinned out and i just assumed more was coming and i assumed i would go back to it and i never really did what's what's the state of this game is it in early access or is it full no it's so it's in no, its full blown yeah. release now um, okay. And yeah, it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of game there. And yeah, tons of people who are super into it. Um, oh, but I was going to say the dialogue, we were, we were sort of going down that road and I, I probably saw a dog with a puffy tail or something because I don't mm-hmm. think I ever actually finished that sentence. The dialogue is like, it's interesting. Like it's actually interesting. Even when there's the sort of like, well, this is the character who's grumpy. This is a character who's into science, blah, 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 blah. No, there's a few characters who so far haven't gotten past being kind of whatever their character is. But yeah. like people just seem to be having interesting sort of slightly complicated, slightly mundane lives uh, in a very naturalistic way. Right. Uh, that's like you're kind of like, oh, what is going on with this person? And not in a dun 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 way. Just like, oh, what's oh, what yeah, the like, deal is? As you as you gain their favor, you get access to more of their story. And it actually seems kind of interesting so far. Like I haven't put I've maybe got. I think I have the, the, the seed Pierre seeds daughter up to like four or five stars or four or five hearts now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but she, you know, I wound up in her, she like had me like try and solve a video game for her, which was, (laughs) which was like an interesting thing. She's like, God, I can't, I can't beat this level. Can you beat it with me? Mm -hmm. And then we played like co-op some stupid, uh, kind of Nintendo seeming game uh together uh and then i didn't do well at it but it was at least like a little neat moment that i had with that character rather than yeah. just like here you go have a have an egg yeah and i get the impression everybody's got like something like i think they have arcs kind of to to each of them yeah however i will say in these sorts of games it is um really difficult not to uh cheat like just look up what so what's what gift is the best for this yeah yeah how do i how do i just like nail the situation like i don't want to go giving away a bunch of junk i don't know yeah like you could sell it or you can give it away and if you give it away to someone who's like what then you're like that was fucking two hundred dollars worth of shit that i grew over the last week you know what is your fucking problem appreciate a goddamn gift right is there a system within the game where you can figure that out or it's pure there, trial there's, and error? there's there's a uh, trial and error plus hints. I mean, you plus can, you can in the guess dialogue, yeah. people might tell you like someone will straight up tell you like uh, there's a guy named Demetrius who does science and shit uh, and like his daughter or his wife or someone will at some point if you run into him in the right context say, oh, hey, you know, you know, if you want to get something Demetrius nice, get him an ice cream. He loves ice cream. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's about as blatant as I, the correct gift to give Demetrius is right. as you can yeah. get, but it's not like, it doesn't show up as like pro tip. It's just like, that's a random conversation you might have at some point with that person. Yeah. Uh, and it turns out he likes ice cream. So boom, when the ice cream stand is open during the summer, which is not super consistent, then you can buy ice cream and give it to him. Uh, yep. But you can also only give two gifts a week to a person. So it's not like you can buy 10 ice cream cones, give just, them to him. And it's like, and now we're gonna, you know, be best yep. friends forever. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, seed shop daughter, Abigail, super into pumpkins, which <laughs> the hint comes up, uh, around Halloween. Oh yeah. Where they mentioned just like, Oh my God, she just wants to do a jack lantern. She's just super into pumpkins. And I was like, okay, whatever. I could find one, I guess. 
But then when I finally looked up yesterday, I was like, what are her top gifts? Like, just loves pumpkins. Like, oh, of course. (laughs) Of course. You told me everything I needed to know. Yep. It's it's a little bit. Yeah, it it feels a little bit like playing a a roguelike, uh, except without the permadeath. Like you, you like there is lots of information in the game, but you just sort of have to always keep an eye out for it and like actually make a note. And I'm so bad at like actually taking notes on such things, but I'm also bad at like remembering them. If I don't take notes that like I can work on like one or two people. Like I know Demetrius likes ice cream. That's where I've gotten so far. Haley likes (laughs) flowers. Haley's awful, but she likes flowers. So I might end up becoming good friends with Haley. Is that the the bratty? Yeah. uh, The bratty like, yeah, yeah. The, the, the cheerleader ish. Yeah. Uh, Is your character story going to be someone who goes after someone who he's been able to figure out or someone who he's more attracted to, but you know, it's going to take more work to, I, I've got, I've got three people I, I kind of want to work on with my character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm I just, fu- I'm fully going into, I want to get with the daughter of the seed store. <laughs> Abig- Ab- Abigail, she seems sort of rad. She's, she's a little bit spiky. And she's but cool. Like, yeah. She's, yeah. she's like kind of gothy or something. She a likes video bit. games. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm into her. Uh, but I also want into that dynasty. Mm. I want that seed. Yeah, seed I mean, dynasty. I go there like it's the center of commerce. Shop every day. Yeah, how much money? Think, think every every dollar you've given Pierre, I you can get fucking back. Uh, oh, I could. Once you marry into that shit, I'm I'm really glad that you mentioned roguelikes because that reminded me of the question I had when as soon as the Minecraft comparison came up, which is is everyone's experience of the game like is your starting point the same and is the f- un- events of the game unfold identically except for how you interact? With I them, think so. Or does yeah, everybody get different kind of random elements. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's any randomization to sort of like the character arcs or stuff like that. No. You know, like I don't think so. when you explore the mines, they're sort of random. But in terms of the weather, the seasons, the plants you get, anything like that, I or think if you I th- played the game identically twice, would you play the exact same? I think that I think I think the differences would be real subtle. Like maybe the yeah. weather changes. Like maybe the weather is determined at random day to day each season, but like the season is going to have the same general sort of weather. You okay. know, the same amount of rainy days ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it kind of banks on that a bit. Like you start off, you have a blank slate. And then you go through the year and you're kind of figuring things out. And now that I'm getting into the second year, I'm like, well, I'm not doing all that dumb shit I did in the first year. (laughs) I've learned so much. I've come such a long way. Uh, So you're like, you have a better strategy for it but no it's not like minecraft where it's just like a, a randomly generated world right you wouldn't restart the game to get a new seed for no. anything no it'd okay. be interesting if it sort of went in that direction in the long run but yeah right now it seems like no you've got I, the game as set up i guess i read that they're uh, planning to add uh, co-op play to it which would be that'd be rad it's tricky because it's one of those things where time passes differently depending on what's going on so like you yeah. can end up in paused conversations um, but i think that's really what took minecraft to next level yeah oh yeah i mean i wanna i wanna definitely like co-op a fucking farm uh would be yeah would you want to be the same farm or would you want to be neighbors uh either or i could go for either i could go for either or either Hmm. either 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 or either yeah because you could get a good um get a good uh, exchange program going yeah for for the for the uh, because a lot of so the seasons come and go and you can only grow certain things in certain seasons but then there's quests here and there like posted jobs and yeah. people who want things and they'll be like oh in in the dead of winter they'll be like i would like a nice juicy melon 
It's like, and then <laughs> fuck like, you, Jim. All right, there's no stores. There's no place to buy them. I had to have, I would have had to have grown that back in the spring or summer. Yeah. And kept it. Like, and I've, now you're making me really embarrassed for in real life, like nailing signs like that just to, to bulletin boards around town. <laughs> I would like a juicy melon. Uh, like, I don't know what it takes to grow a melon. I just want one. Can't I just, can't a man just put a sign that he wants a juicy melon? It's true. The fact uh, that you can't get a melon unless you happen to have one on cold storage <laughs> really makes this game also sort of like a weird commentary on the economic limitations of like agrarian. Uh, it's a little dystopian. Yeah. It's like maybe the world ended. The only fish we have are the ones you just pulled out of the ocean. Yep. Uh, like the, 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 like, the, the economic foundation of this, this town is a little sketch. A little bit. Maybe maybe that corporate store moving in up in the northeast. Right. This is the the yeah. end game is a whole separate level metagame where you have to fight the corporate takeover of the town somehow. <laughs> the corporate yeah. takeover thing is actually thing. it's a running it, theme. Like like it could the, be, yeah. the people you quit your job with have a store in your town that's that's competing and trying to undercut the local town store, Pierre's oh, seed that's shop. Interesting. Have you have you bought a Jojo Mart um membership fuck no no okay. fuck those guys i won't even go in the store again i went in once <laughs> okay and i was like no because yeah, basically so there's like the farm town you have your farm and then there's like the nice little village and then like sort of up to the right there's a jojo mart which is uh, basically walmart type of thing and uh it's just like aisles of groceries and stuff and they want like five thousand gold to join like become a member I guess just so you can shop there. You can't do anything else there. It's a little more Costco-y maybe. Yeah, maybe more Costco. But um, I haven't done it yet, but it seems like potentially sinister. I like, Yeah, I, I like the idea. Here, Here's the thing I like in games, and I'm going to try and tie a, a bow around all this. I'm going to try and tie a couple things together. Not really a okay. bow. Forget the bow thing, the bowman. For the, I'm going to try and tie some things together here because I like it in a game when I have the option to just absolutely decline to even like pick up that thing they're putting down, and I can feel yeah. like that's part of my actual character development. No, I like and that so, so, so the fact that I never have to fucking walk in the door of Jojo Mart again, the fact that they can go fuck themselves is something that I can just like make a character choice, even if the game doesn't do anything with it like the game does yeah. not need to say by the way congratulations on not going into jojo mart you made the correct decision it's just it's just a thing that my characters decide i've i i didn't like working for them i quit my job i don't like what they're doing to the local economy in the town i moved to fuck them i'm not walking to the door you know like it's just yeah. it's just a personal bit of decision making yeah i like that stuff too uh and i think it plays out pretty well in the game like you feel a good amount of agency over your character. I think. Yeah. The fact that you have all these things you can do and then you can just do them or not. And people yeah, aren't like, there's nothing. It's not like, like, Hey, Hey, uh, did you forget to do the necessary plot thing? Eh? Eh? And that's, and that's how I feel more with the, most of the Ubisoft sort of triple A games, the, uh, the far cries. Yeah. And the, uh, or I feel like, mm, okay, I'm basically on a path here that you want me to go through now I can do them in whatever order, but you want me to check those boxes. Yeah. Whereas I, I do sort of, I guess I miss like old games where it was like, ah, fuck it. You don't even have to go in that room. (laughs) doesn't matter. There, there's a conversation in, uh, dragon age inquisition. Oh, where I didn't do that one. Oh, it's, it's good. You should play. Um, there's, this is not a big deal conversation. It's, it's part of what I like is this is just like a random side conversation. But at one point you meet basically some mercenaries and you know, you get a chance to get to know them a little bit. 
And okay. so you're sitting and talking with them. And one of them, it's really just like played as just like a blase, not big deal thing, which is nice. It's like, this is an actual conversation you have with an actual person. Uh, right. There's a mercenary who is um, a trans man. And this is okay. just in the context of like Dragon Age. So it's, it's mostly just like, you know, it, it's not a big complicated discussion about like, uh, like, like, like transition surgery. Trans- I think it's just like, you know, yep. yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Jim essentially. Yep. Um, and so you have a bunch of dialogue options there and, and I'm kind of a dialogue completist in RPGs a lot of times. And I've, I've sort of tried oh, to, really? yeah, what like, does that mean? I kind of want to know where all the conversations go. Like if I've got six conversational options and it'll let me ask through all of them, then I kind of want to go through all of them. Um, it's one of the reasons I can never get anywhere in RPGs <laughs> yeah, it, as it, a genre. It's just such a non-starter for me because I'm. I just have to. If there's you know anything left in that marrow, I have to slip yeah, it out. Exactly. Somehow. You know, it's tricky. And and the Dragon Age games uh, have done a frequently good, interesting job uh, of letting conversations be part of sort of your sense of characterization in a way that's okay. let me to not necessarily need to be completed. like, I can just sort of like have a conversation and then I don't have to chase down every tree. I can actually just like, so you feel okay about what, well, like your position in the world. Yeah. Like, so, so my character's talking to this, this, this character and the fact that they're trans comes up and I've got like three or four different options from like the sort of empathetic, like, Oh, well that must've been, you know, an experience for you to the sort of like, I'm not sure what that means. So like, what's your deal with pronouns yeah. or this sort of like <laughs> yeah. Dicky actually transphobics, you know, so you've got all these options, yep. but then it occurred to me, I'm sitting here doing this conversation and I realized, you know, one of my options here is like, Oh, okay. Like there's just literally, okay, well, that's cool. <laughs> like not, not making a big show of it. Not like being like, oh, well, let me tell you, I'm really okay with that. Just like, you know, okay, well, yeah. that's, that's a fact I about the so many th- I have so many thoughts about this subject. Yeah. Let me share them with yeah, you. Yeah. So the fact that like, instead just like, well, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, as a characterization, I could just say, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Like, just like literally say, okay, I don't actually need to choose one of these options and decide which way I'm going to interrogate you slash, you know, congratulate yourself and yeah. me by proxy. Uh, it's just the, okay, cool. Red. See, see, I found, I don't know. I think the last, I feel like I might be vaguely done with RPGs, but maybe it's just the writing or maybe I'm just impatient, but I tried playing the last, uh, the Witcher. Uh, I've never played any Witchers and man, Oh, I just felt like the dialogue was just, they would just give me a bunch of options. Like these are all awful. <laughs> I, uh, and, and none of these are things I would want to say. Uh, and, uh, fuck this game. I don't know. And it's also boring. Was the other thing. Well, that's a problem. Pe- people loved it though. I, I, I feel like I should just like try Witcher three at some point once it's to deep discount. Right. It will, it was like the game of the year or something. Right. I mean, it's, it this isn't, yep. uh, no, it did great. Yeah. Um, but I loved Witcher one for some reason. Hmm. I played that right before I did uh, the second and it was more of, he was probably closer to Stardew Valley really in that, um, or maybe closer to something like uh, Ultima seven or like, um, so it's like a little village and you're solving mysteries and doing stuff and mysterious stuff happens. And it's just like a top down RPG type of thing. But I was thinking about that and also Stardew Valley about how I've always kind of loved probably because of Ultima seven, which was one of my favorite games, the idea of like a simulated city 
where you're like, oh, everybody, all the NPCs have their own schedules. Yeah. They they all do their own things. You can catch uh, Abigail by the wharf on Tuesdays because she goes there. I always found that really neat. The idea of like, you know, uh, a whole bunch of people that have different patterns within one game setting yeah is it is it partly because Rather it seems like, like skyrim they're, where they stand in the same place the entire <laughs> like time like they don't just exist that just to be plot points for you but that yeah. they almost like simulate their own little live out their own little lives within the game definitely that's that's exactly what it what it gives me of the feeling that like oh there's more levels going on there's more interesting stuff going on whereas if they just you know at uh, you know 1 a.m in the morning they're still standing at their fucking shop <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever, robot person. Right. Uh, like, I could, like, I could care less about you. But in Stardew Valley, there's some interesting stuff of, like, little simple things where they, they move around. And you kind of, like, as you play the game, you're sort of like, well, that guy's always by the river. Does he do something with the water? Why does he stand by the river every day when I walk by to go to the mines? And then you can find out more stuff about what he actually does in a day and things like that that's cool i think that ties to kind of to what josh was saying about how there's a certain point where dialogue trees and video games stop being like mini puzzles you know what i mean like you're trying to solve a puzzle not have a conversation and the form kind of matures just barely enough to make it more like your playthrough of the game can be more like you're a storyteller telling a story and carving a path and acting out a role than trying to solve a dialogue puzzle basically yeah like i i think that stardew valley will change depending on what you focus on through the gameplay maybe like when Mm. you if you repeat it again and i don't know that i will i feel like i'm maybe getting to the end of my patience it's it's a lot of work it's a Yes, uh, and you, it really, uh, as you're doing your chores in uh, Stardew Valley, you're thinking about uh, your own chores in real life occasionally. <laughs> like that uh, maybe I should uh, do some dishes or uh, do a few things around yep. the house. Uh, it's a real time eater of a game, too. Like my, my wife actually does uh, a lot of gardening and she's actually creating real seeds and growing real seedlings <laughs> and i'm upstairs just like oh i gotta get my better sprinkler so i'm ready for the spring gonna grow the and fuck out like, of these eggplants she's like okay well i'm growing sweet potato slips I'm like i'm of no help to that <laughs> i have a flashback to when i was like 19 or 20 and i lived in an apartment with like six other guys but only one was on the lease or actually really paying rent or anything and uh i'm like sitting there playing the sims and I'm like making my little man take out the trash while oh, there's yeah. like literally bags of trash four feet away from my physical body that just no one yeah. is bothered to walk yeah. 20 feet to Let's the dumpster. And the guy, the guy who's, who's on the lease is like standing over my shoulder glaring at me this whole time. No, they it's didn't just... gamify throwing out your, uh, throwing out your actual right. trash. Right, how many points am I going to get for taking out the actual <laughs> trash? No, uh, I remember getting a little hooked on the, the Sims as well. And this is not dissimilar actually the the stardew valley yeah i find i find stardew valley a lot more uh satisfying than the sims i guess sims was yeah you know more interesting to explore how the interactions like happened but you know not once in stardew valley have i thought you know what i need to do now i need to lock someone in a kitchen and set it on fire like you know i'm 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 a little (laughs) bit more engaged with the, the 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 game as a setting than i think i ever was with the sims yeah i i actually feel a little bit of like 
I hope I'm a good citizen. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm, a, I'm a, I hope I'm okay in this town. Well, I think, I think if my character is like maybe a little antisocial and, and like maybe people when they're like, Oh, yeah. it must be hard running a farm, all that work. I'm but, sort of like, yeah, I guess it is. But I live in, I live in the country in uh, Canada here and, uh, that's kind of the way farmers are. We should say Brad is from Canada. <laughs> I, I meant to say that Canada. earlier, but, uh, Brad, you know, I have this quarter here. Um, yes. <laughs> Which I think I'm there is something it. there, though. I mean, I think that there I've is something to go ahead. I've just decided I uh, am going to mention it to the queen. Oh, fuck. I, I'm comfortable with that. I think it's time she faced the fucking facts. She just oh, needs to. If you can put if you can pass on those exact words, that's it. I'm mentioning all this. <laughs> Your majesty. John <laughs> hey, thinks it's time you face the fucking how about facts. this? I'm just going to send her a copy of this podcast. Oh, perfect. Perfect. And done deal. Yeah. She will know all the things. She's a big podcast Josh, fan. She's going to tank our reviews on the iTunes store ah. if she gives us a one star. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? You know, the thing is, you uh, get enough one star the, reviews uh, from How is the, the iTunes store? How do you, do you just get yourself in there? You just put a podcast up and then they do whatever the fuck they do. Oh, really? Yeah. And what about the ratings? And yeah, who yeah, knows? Right. You who just have to have knows? a legit um, RSS feed, basically, and uh, hit, hit make sure the stuff in the RSS is covered the metadata-wise oh, okay. in terms of like the artwork for your show and description and stuff. And then you submit it, and then a human being, great, like I, I presumably, glances uh, mm. through it and makes sure it's not like outright pornography, and then clicks approve. It takes like a yep. week, I think. My first show took a week, week and a half. I'm trying to gain control right now of my allmusic.com listings and my um, my Spotify listings. Yeah, I saw like, you complaining a little bit about the... <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I did do that. I did complain. Spotify and uh, AllMusic have like listings for me and they list my discography and there's like at least two albums in there that aren't mine <laughs> that, have, that have just done remixes of my stuff. Hmm. And I don't know how to control or how to get that out. They also have some photo of me where I look like I'm 12 years old. But, you know, that's just vanity now because I want them to know that I'm a full grown man. But the, the uh, process of trying to like get control of that has just been insane, which is what made me wonder about your your podcast listings well they they just changed how the back end of the podcast works and they changed it i think they kind of merged it into the itunes connect thing that like app developers get to use which itself okay. is woefully out of date but at least there's something like there's a page you can go and log into with your credentials and see Everything. what the status of your podcast is <laughs> which is brand fucking new because before that it was nice. really like fire and forget nice shit because uh the uh the spotify artist verification stuff just goes to a google docs form <laughs> <laughs> Fucking God. And, and then they're like uh oh it'll take like two weeks i'm like yeah i'm sure it will once you get <laughs> your intern to look yeah, at yeah i mean the, some of these yeah they don't really build this stuff out always i i remember um it's like they don't it, care. i don't five or ten years ago i someone put up a fake myspace page with my picture on it and stuff as like a what, really? as a co-worker is just doing a prank on me yeah and then he's like oh i don't remember the password and so to get it taken down i had to like go and like get a photograph taken of myself holding a sign with my name and myspace.com mm. written on the sign yeah and email it to them which is just like you know, debase yourself for my pleasure and I'll take down this, you know, troll fucking yeah, site. I, I just sent my driver's license to Facebook, which felt weird. Ugh. 
but Weird. they want, yeah. want it for artist verification. Weird. Well, you should have written. You should have sent him the poem your dad wrote on the day you were born. <laughs> it, it's gonna get you right through. You should get that thing tattooed on you, and then you don't even have to remember. I like, am going to tattoo Jesse's dad's poem about the day he was yes. born <laughs> on my ass. Here's what we let, let, let's do this. Let's do this as a, as a buddy tattoo thing. We'll, all three of us will line up and get it tattooed like a cross. So like you need all three butts as a triptych. To read Jesse's yeah, dad. How note. long's the uh, how long's the poem? How many? Uh, oh, you know, it's, is it a Sestina? It's funny you ask because actually during Sestina. our little five minute break, I went and I dragged out this like giant stack of paper that I'm not sending to the government <laughs> about my childhood. <laughs> okay. Um, Do you have the poem? It's got to be in there. I can dig oh. it out if you want to know how long it is. I think you should but, just uh, look for it. What I could do, um, I uh, I dug out. This you is can't a, recite it from memory true story. because it feels like... True story. I found a, a full uh, envelope that says, Don't open until 2001, Jesse Holden. This is a oh. time capsule I wrote to myself when I was in uh, maybe... Oh, wow. The womb? According to this. I was 12 years old, it says. Okay. So I, I wrote myself a note. My adult self, when I was 12, I wrote myself this. Your 2001 self you wrote to, not your 2016 self. Well, I didn't know about this until now because it was uh, buried in the <laughs> archives but, of my family's collection. What if there's something in that note that if you had read it in 2001 would have like so fundamentally changed your life for the better oh, and you're man, just now reading terrible. it? Right. Assassinate Donald Trump tomorrow. <laughs> it says. No, um, it's strange. It's very strange okay. reading this now. I don't know if this is weird, too weird and self-indulgent to no, go into right no, now. No, I'm, I'm fucking stoked. I'm, I'm excited. Every okay, podcast so, we've recorded before this was shit compared to this moment. <laughs> yep. I, I, you should have led with this. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of a fill in the blanks page. Like it's a Mad like Libs? A, a homework assignment type thing. And it's, like, so a, it's like, like a Mad Libs? One skill I have is blank. I know a lot about blank. Um, one skill hmm. I have is my great reading. I know a lot about the solar system. <laughs> I am really good at partying. <laughs> <laughs> Co-signed all so far. Were you actually really good at partying or was it just like birthday party? Like I like the 12 year old's idea yeah. of partying. Like, yeah, I love cake. No, I was a, I was a cripplingly introverted this is, kid. So this for is sure. a collection of, of half, half truths and lies. It's a little aspirational. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, Sorry, are you writing this about your current yourself or about your I think future my self? Then self. Um, it says there's no one just like you in the whole universe. Find out how special you are by completing at least 15 sentences. I am pleased with my being good at video games. Yep. Solid. Respectable. Okay. One. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One I four. am proud of having done these things. I have almost beaten Super Mario Brothers 3. It's kind of oh, wow. kind of the same thing twice there, though. You're really focused at this point. <laughs> I have discovered like almost this. beaten. Almost beaten Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> I have discovered this about myself. I... Like Super Mario Brothers three, <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Uh, when people say nice things about me, I feel cool. That's good. That's, yeah, yeah. I worry about first impressions. Yeah. Oh, Recently, I've learned about friends. So, what age were you? Uh, Twelve. At this point, sorry. Twelve. Twelve years old. Twelve. Okay. Seventh grade. It says you recently learned about friends. <laughs> you never had no, any friends before. Little, you were like a lot. Eleven, twelve. Oh. Before that, I was just talking to the tree. Ten years from now, I hope I am not drunk. <laughs> wow. Wow. Left field. That just went in a direction. I did not. Well, hold on, because there's only one more line, and okay. I don't know if I was ready for this. All right. Something. 
I don't even, I don't even want, this is like, sorry, sorry, apologies. No, no, I'm excited. Something special about me is, there is something wrong with every part of me. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? I am fucking serious. That's it's not written uh, right here. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, that took a turn. I don't know that, what the fuck is going on. We need a time machine and we need to go visit this motherfucker. It just, yeah, yeah. 12 year old me needs a back rub I've and got a some, little yeah, pep talk. I've got some serious fucking questions. I want to get this yeah. kid a hot pocket and say, it's going to be all right. Which things right. Well, specifically are wrong with you? Super Mario Brothers 3, so maybe, True. It, maybe it all came together. Oh, maybe it was just all Super Mario Brothers stress. Maybe that was all just, you were like, man, there's something wrong with me. I can't finish that fucking game. Man. Man. That, that is heavy, though. That is a heavy... Why did your teachers not react? I don't know that they got a chance to read it. I think the assignment was to fill it out and put it in the envelope and decide what date you wanted to put on it. Just the uh, <laughs> helpless screams of children. And then forget about it for 15 years after that date. <laughs> Can you just write down your uh, helpless screams? <laughs> this is an assignment where you... Uh, we won't review them. If you live until adulthood, you, you'll, you may live to regret writing this. Express yourself and then hide your true self from everyone for years on end. That's, that's what you're learning today. You're learning about... Uh, uh, yeah, sequestering yourself yeah. away from all those you know who care about you. Uh, so wow. I did grow up and beat Super Mario Brothers three, though. I think that that bears mentioning. Yes. So you, is that you also helpful? drink sometimes though? So although you, uh, yeah, right, yeah. I, I I don't know why. I don't know. I'm not sure why I would have written that. I mean, it seems like something that. I mean, I, I remember my grandmother dying of uh, lung cancer because she was a smoker, and there was a there was a lot of years of time where I was really really upset that people smoked cigarettes and oh, yeah. fa- that found its way into a lot of my stuff but the drinking thing is new new to me huh what so you don't know why that why you would have been focused on it at that point i don't were your parents drinkers not really no were you just you probably just saw something recently i probably was bitter about <laughs> the cool point, kids <laughs> like i watched a movie and you recently watched right. shakes the clown and <laughs> you're like i don't know life decisions it seems bad I'd be a mm. clown, but I wouldn't drink. <laughs> I'd be a happy clown. Wow. wow. That was... Yeah, you really fucking buried the lead on that. Hold it. Was, well, it was the last line well, in no, the document. Just, it's the last line of the document two no, hours fair. into the podcast. It's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. It just makes <laughs> The next show, we're just going through the rest of that. Valley shit seemed like bullshit, yeah. though. You know what I liked is when I grew eggplants. I felt really good about that. That was... Uh, uh, yeah, I was, <laughs> I've been mostly corn... <laughs> Pretty much corn-based farm. Okay, I, w- I will. I will legit pivot back into a brief comment on Stardew Valley, which is this. I, I, I got some chickens. I got some cows. You get do you you know, a silo. You, you grow a crop. It stays put like that. Yep. That fucking cabbage, you know where it's going to be. You put it in the ground. You take it out of the ground. Unless the crows get it. Fucking crows. But aside from that, generally speaking, they aren't going to move around. You don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to chase a fucking cabbage down and milk it. I yeah, and you gotta keep your you gotta keep <laughs> your animals. You, you, that would be a different game for sure. 
Oh, and even even game. the fucking the, the chickens <laughs> and ducks. You gotta you, you, you go pick up their eggs, but you just have to wander around and pat them to make them happy. Like they need fucking you know val- and human interaction. Yeah, and yeah. it's bullshit. Do you feel like you're quitting right now? Like you said, you were a little bit fed up with the. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I I haven't I haven't actually played in like a few days. Oh, uh, okay. And you I were just pretty, pretty solid before then. Yeah, no, I was I was playing, 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 and then like spring came around. I got my sprinklers set up. I, I got things started. I got yeah. through about a week and a half, and then I was just like, yeah. And it's I think it's the fucking livestock. I think I need to like sell my fucking cows and my chickens and my ducks <laughs> and my goats. Tear those fucking buildings down, right? And just like you know, fuck it. I'm gonna go buy eggs and milk retail because I'm I'm just I'm tired of chasing those fuckers around. You know, I just want to. It's true. That's and, and it's just such a fun experience to have in a game. Just being sick of your job in the game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wow, God, do I have to? God, fucking... what am I doing this for? Watering yeah, this you know. shit. This is for idiots. Anyway, started Valley's great. And everybody should play it. I was actually going to ask, like, what, how does it? Either of you guys play Shenmue? No, I've no, I've, I never I, did. I've always heard people being like, oh, Shenmue's amazing. Yep. And like, okay, yeah, it's been one on my radar also, but. Uh... What? Well, I mean, it has that same level of like, wh- why do I have to do a job in the game <laughs> trying to play a video game right now? But but it also reminded me, I mean, when Brad was talking about the like the the city is living and there's a simulation going on at all times, whether or not you're a part of it. Shenmue was the first game that really seemed to like make that the point of the game. Right. That okay. you were just a guy in a city and yeah. you weren't like the protagonist of the whole universe automatically. Yeah. But yeah. you ha- I mean, you had like a driving force and you had, you wanted to take revenge for a thing, but it's also like the whole world <laughs> didn't you care do. about you. Right? <laughs> but it wasn't like the whole world existed merely for its reaction to your life and your yeah. quest. Um, right. And it was kind of cool in that way. Yeah. I was just curious if you guys had played it, if, how that compared to the... Nope. No, but that's started. definitely when I've heard that sort of stuff about that it was like more of like a living, breathing city type of thing and it uh, might be something that coming to today would just not be a sure. interesting or enri- enriching experience it was kind of its own one-of-a-kind thing at the time but now it's kind of the awesome lessons to have learned about world building from it have already been kind of folded into yeah open world games and stuff so like the game that did that sort of stuff for me was was ultima 7 which hmm. um was the i mean it was just like a isometric uh rpg type game but all the characters had their schedules and stuff so you could like uh i don't know there were a few quests that were like follow this guy home from the bar that he goes to every night and you'll see Mm. who he's cheating on his wife with (laughs) and like or every saturday night you can like follow him home or follow him to where he goes and then you can like sell that information to somebody and i remember that just feeling like Wow, that's amazing that there was like a real live kind of um, kind of activity going on that I could like disrupt or like be a part of or monitor mm-hmm. or something. Whereas stuff like Skyrim, where they just stand in front of the same fucking yeah. fruit, <laughs> fruit cart. <laughs> to be fair, in Skyrim, they've gotten as far as them then going to sleep at night like robots and then getting up yeah. again in the morning and, and maybe... You know, and I respect the challenges between, you know, 2D art and yeah, uh, it's it's understandable that it's that's difficult. But, but still, I'm, I'm right there with you. It has an element of magic that I think is kind of important. Yep. Well, I think I think maybe we should wrap it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Jesse, with editing. Uh, you suckers. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
It can, right. It can be either be the Jesse's childhood tragedy episode or it can just. Oh, yeah. That should go first. <laughs> like if, if, if it wasn't also interleaved, I'd say you could just split this into like the video game and the non video game episode. But that's like smack dab in the middle of the Good video Lord. game stuff. So how do you do it? How do you make it happen? So uh, I don't know. Final um, thoughts. I don't know. What's your final was, thought, Brad? Well, well, I wanted to ask what games uh, you you guys are moving on to next. Because I'm I'm working on a game. Uh, I'm making a tiny little Star Trek: The Next Generation simulator of some is, sort in Pico Eight. In Pico Eight, yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I, this I is really exciting. I actually meant I actually meant to sidejack the conversation when you were talking about how good pixel art isn't e- easy to do. Because one of my favorite things to see on the internet in the last month was Josh's drawings of the entire Star Trek: The Next Generation cast in teeny Pico Eight pixel art. I did. He did a I'm really re- good job. I'm really happy with them. Uh, I'm not so happy with my walking animation. Where I've never <laughs> drawn a good walking animation in my life. It's just like Picard. Burp, 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 burp. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll get more of it done and we'll talk about it like on the next episode we do when I have more to show than, Hey, I drew pixel art. Cause it's kind of as far as it is so far. Yeah. I saw your, I saw your Arkanoid. I saw yeah. your fl- flipping table one. I haven't seen the uh, next generation one. Yeah, no, it's 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 new, very work in progress, but uh, but uh, I'll work on it some more. I'll make some progress on that work. And then Brad, t- speaking of the Stardew Valley guy graduating and then deciding he was going to commit however many years of his life to his craft or whatever, yeah, like four years of his young life. I was going to I was going to ask you how 2016 is treating you so far. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, because I I've been going full time music. It's been a lot of clerical work so far. Uh, hmm. A lot of just. Like I had to find a manager. I had to, um, figure out a lot of contract stuff. I've had to do a lot of like, I mean, all that Spotify and all music stuff is me trying to clean up the friggin' listings that I haven't paid attention to in years. So, uh, that part, I don't know. I've been getting a lot of uh, messages from people basically saying, um, Hey, it's been like uh, two months. Where's the new songs? Because you're doing full-time music. I'm like, uh, well, I'm also working on a solo show that I can tour. And I'm also working on a few other things. And a lot of demos that I don't want to show people just yet. And I'm terrified to do like a Patreon. I keep thinking about doing that. But then I think about the Kickstarter anger that happens. Uh, well, I, feel, I feel like Patreon's maybe a little bit less bad there, but otherwise going pretty good. Uh, I've written a lot of good music. I have a really awesome. I'm really happy with this scene in uh, in an upcoming being puppy cat episode that I did like Yay. a song for. I, it's just been really that's been really exciting uh, working for some other people and like turning in work and them giving me notes. Uh, instead of just me being like the final arbiter of what is good. I think that's been like really good for me. Just working on music, doing that sort of stuff, doing, I got to do my taxes. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, I they, really have, so they, they, have, they have taxes in Canada too? They, they have do. Those there? Wow. They do. And I thought that was ma- just an American. They have many of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're large taxes. Yeah, it's, it's, Josh, it's a liberal dystopia. It's, they, they have to give all their money to the that's right government overlord that's to use on inefficient health care and so forth don't you have any exactly. to the, if, if, if you're yeah. if you're a little short this year i've got a quarter i can send you so <laughs> so you i go. went to pay my taxes today at the uh, the bank and the lady okay uh, that's already uh, that's super weird to me the oh what really 
to pay, pay the, the bank. To pay your taxes at the bank well I, they pay i pay uh, installments they like tell me generally what i'll owe in the next year huh. and i pay that amount so that i don't get a big bill at the end of the year i'm not saying it's the best way is what i'm <laughs> no, it's just I, I mean maybe something like that exists in the united states i i sure as fuck well, don't there's know like, anything you, about you can end up paying quarterly estimated taxes for yeah, uh, but do, do walking into a bank to pay them? Does well, that I don't seem, know about that. Well, yeah. see, you can do them online. However, somebody at the bank previously had told me that that's a bullshit way, and there's and it's not trackable, and so that, that lots of hmm. people pay their taxes on there and get an additional bill, and then they're like, "What? I paid these." And then they say, you should always come in and get that little stamp. Man, get fuck a, Canada. Stamp. So anyway, this lady today, I was paying my taxes. <laughs> I have a whole fucking rant about TurboTax in the United States that I will spare you guys right now. But fuck the United States even more is the summary. <laughs> so I go in and uh, and I deposit some checks and she's like, anything else? And I say, yes, I would like to pay uh, my taxes for this quarter. And she's like, do you really? Do you really want to pay those taxes? You know, because she's like being funny with me. Giving the old sass. Yeah, she's like. She's trying to make it fun. Who likes to pay taxes? And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, I don't really want to, but but I will still pay them. (laughs) I do the little small talk. And I thought we were done. I thought we were done the little interaction. But then she's like, you know, I just don't like it when they spend stuff, when they spend money on things that uh, I don't agree with. And then I have to say like, (laughs) well, that's democracy, right? You, uh. You can't, we don't all get full control. And she's like, yeah, but I just think that if, if like I run, if I ran the company as a bit, the country as a business, we would save so much money. Okay. Well, we all got thoughts. Um, (laughs) She's an entrepreneur, Brad. Yeah. She was not into taxes at all, but she helped me pay them. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do your duty. I just was impressed with how dark she got. Yeah. on the tax situation because I'm like I think even at some point I was like well you know we gotta have roads did she like did she like <laughs> <laughs> and she was like yeah but you know so much money goes to other things than roads I'm like okay you're going deep on this I'm not- yeah but it all comes back around to roads all roads lead to roads <laughs> You know, it's pretty rough when you have to cajole the person taking your tax dollars into buying into the very idea. What if she doesn't even work there? What if what if she's like she's like a a, a, a like rogue anarchist who snuck into the bank to like take people's tax money? (laughs) I love that idea because I I've been learning so much about card skimmers lately, like where someone will go to an ATM and they'll snap a little thing on over the card reader that also reads the card. It's like a human card skimmer. You just like set up a fake facade on the front of the bank and you put like line it with anti-tax anarchists and just have them (laughs) intercept all the customers walking into the bank. I did have that worry. I just returned a MacBook Air that I bought and I walked in the Apple store and was and it was just sort of looking around and then some guy with a hipster haircut. You know, it was like, hey, dude, can I help you out? And I was like, yeah, I just returned this MacBook. And then he uh, he's like, oh, put it down on the table. And then we open it and he looks at it. And he's like, oh, it's cool. I'll just uh, take it back to make sure it's uh, it's good to return. And then I'm like, holy shit, does this guy work here? Uh, <laughs> was he just like a hipster hanging out by the front of the fucking store? What if it's an entire Apple store front? What if I just walked in? I was like rushing 
<laughs> I was on my way to something and I just rushed into this mall. Like the front 10 feet of it is actually just someone built a pop And I was like, hey, yeah. uh, hipster guy. Okay, cool. I'm like, did you even look at the sign on the top of the store? Like, no, I didn't. It, it was all white, though, and there was a little You were in an Orpal store. There's a little birch. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, this is a thing that exists in China is pop-up fake which, Apple stores that oh, is just it? exactly clone the look and feel and outfits and name tag lanyards and wow. store layouts and everything. That's fantastic. It didn't do the trick for you. You got that for music recording, right? Uh, yeah, for my DJ gig. Wasn't up to it. It was actually okay. I wanted to get the 8 gig instead of the 4 gig. Um, for your DJ gig? Uh, for my- <laughs> yes. See what I did there? I recognized uh, that the same yeah. word meant two different things in two different contexts. I think that worked great. I've got a fucking um, eye for that. <laughs> in my ear, an ear eye. <laughs> I need to go eat dinner. Desperately, it, it turns out. I, uh... <laughs> This is just going to go uh, downhill. I think we've. I think what we've established is we we need to have you a gone uh, a gone and soon, Brad mm. Bradley. Agreed, Bradford. Yes, and we'll talk maybe less specifics about Stardew Valley because I don't know how that translates. <laughs> That's more webinar fodder. 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 Yep. Fodder. Yep. Well, it has been a goddamn pleasure. Uh, yes, um, thank yes. you so much. This is far more time than I thought we were going to ask of you, so I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. It was really fun. Good night, you guys. Have a good time. West Coast. Night. Night, man. bad i might have to edit the entire dog dick thing out because i was laughing so hard at falling out of my chair and choking to death <laughs> that was really satisfying for me uh, you, got, you got me really good <laughs> uh that's great